Welcome everyone to Hammerlock Hangover, and this is episode, I don't know what the number is, and Steve isn't here tonight, he's on assignment uh, doing something super duper wonderful, um, we're sure, but with me is my other co-host, and or sometimes I'm his other co-host, uh, and sometimes Ooh. we're all co-hosting together as a giant triangle of doofiness, and that is Bad Guy Jack, the great Grand Slam Poobah himself, the man of many names, Ron. So what's up, Ron? Hi. Um, I don't know how to follow up with that great introduction. Uh, I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, assalamu alaikum. Uh, <laughs> and, and inshallah, we will have a good show, uh, starting oh, off, obviously on the wrong foot, uh, you know, possibly alienating a billion people. So there we go. Typical, typical, typical Jeff. So without Steve, we know we're not going to go down a rabbit hole of going through the entire CMLL roster this week. I did ask I Ron if he had any, uh, um, equivalent concepts, but he did not. Um, so a lot of show up. He did show up, unlike Super Duper Steve, uh, he, who did not, <laughs> hey guys, I don't think I can make it tonight. I'm not sure, but you can start without me if you like. Holy hell, when did Steve get here? I know, it's just, it, it's it's uncanny, isn't it? Um, no, it was just me, Ron, I tricked you. Damn, that was good. Yeah. Foyos again. I know, I know, it's it's amazing. I'm a master of voice disguise. I, I, I know how Dick Dashley feel now every time he was on uh, Wacky Races. Mm-hmm. I always just got... Just always just bamboozled. I know. Poor Dick Dastardly. He was misunderstood. What uh, a dick. That's right. In, in in today's days, he would probably be cast as the understandable <laughs> anti-hero that was sympathetic and, you know, <laughs> needed to get the money to reunite with his, you know, family who had been kidnapped by, you know, pirates. It, it, isn't it wild? Because, and I, I'll, I'll stop interrupting, but in today's society, someone you're, you're said this one time. You're not interrupting. You're talking. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm so, I have so much manners. Let me leave that at the door. Yeah. But, you know, in today's, in today's society, they said, uh, Bugs Bunny would be considered a bully because they would say he's bullying Elmer Fudd. Meanwhile, Elmer Fudd can't mess up with him. Oh, yeah, that, I, well, that's a thing. They say Bugs Bunny is a bully. What? Stop it. Stop it. Nah. He's being chased by hunters, coyotes, mm-hmm. monsters. I mean, all, all sorts yeah, of monsters. things. Daffy Duck is, is like an angry con man. I mean, come on. What, 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 what's <laughs> con man. I didn't. Yeah. He's always trying to get treasure and keep it for himself. I mean. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that episode. That was funny. It's not a trustworthy friend. Um, So this week in the world of wrestling, we have blissfully gotten almost no new news on one Vincent Kennedy and McMahon. Uh, I don't think anything too serious dropped. But, you know, we have Elimination Chamber and we're certainly going to cover that and the events leading up to it. and, And we'll make our predictions. Uh, we had a mini tiff between o- O'Shea Jackson Jr. and his father, Ice Cube, and Tony Khan. Um, but Ooh. I have to be honest, I was a little disappointed in the results. I really thought that we were about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Uh, but, I mean, Ice Cube weighed in with one good line, but, uh, you know, it sort of died out after that. Um oh. We have people making giant deals over things that John Cena and Randy Orton said about Vince McMahon. Uh, maybe you feel the same as those people. I don't. Um, we had uh, we have some uh, injury status on some people. Uh, we have a mini controversy involving the aforesaid CMLL 
and AEW oh, really? and Triple A involving New Japan, and maybe it's as controversial as originally reported. Maybe it's not. We never know. There might be some serious injuries uh, in, involved in AEW, but we never really know. Um, we have mysterious person being introduced on NXT and we don't know who that is. So we'll get into that a little bit. One of the things mm-hmm. that Rob and I can do that Steve and I really can is we can get into NXT. I'm a little excited bit. to talk about some NXT. Yeah, we can, we can have a back and forth on. Uh, we've got some information on big business. Granted, it's still a couple weeks, two or three weeks away, but so far it seems like it's mid-business. Um, and uh, I don't know, there's... Yeah, a little bit more on the fallout of TNA. Austin Theory making some waves down under. Ric Flair apparently is oh, yeah. getting a movie. But, you know, the biggest story of the week, the week I, I think, unquestionably has to be uh, the scores and strength scores of various wrestlers on WWE 2K24. So what do you think about the strength scores, uh, Ron? I saw it some of them. It doesn't matter uh, what you think. Oh, I don't cover my... on this goddamn show. I don't I think got, about got... Damn it. Dick Dastardly's laughing at me. Yeah, I got, right. God, that was damn good. Thank you. I've, I've been planning that for six seconds now. And you planned it on me? Damn. Well, I mean, I knew that you would bite at a video game question. I usually bite because I'm hungry. <laughs> hungry for video games. Absolutely. I was surprised. I said, check you out with that. Yeah. So, listen. Did, did you did you watch Raw this week? Did you watch NX? I know you watched NXT because I saw your fabulous review show on on Unpopular Review where you are oh. a cast member as well as I and the head of HR, which is. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you know, no one listens to the show anyway, so we can gossip a little bit. Uh, so Ooh. I got the list today, as you did, from uh, the executive consultant, and uh, I've heard of my, him. Yeah, I know, and by my count. There are six officers on UPR Wrestling. By my mm-hmm. count, including Stephen Willie Beeman and the technician David Sanderson, who are really never on, and including the sheriff, Tamara Davis, who is almost never on, there are 13 cast members, including those, those three people. So you have six officers and board members for essentially a cast of 10, including those six officers. Um, <laughs> now... If this was a for-profit business, uh, you know, unless they were actually uh, equity investors, um, this is this would be what we call top-heavy. That sounds like the top is heavy. <laughs> is I don't it, know how to follow up. I, you know, you actually like when you say these officers. I, I imagine myself as being the officer where everyone is standing in a tent hut, and I'm just sitting there going like, "Oh wow, I didn't tie my shoes." Um, yeah, I didn't realize, you know, you mentioned one, uh, and shout out to Steaming Willie and, uh, the technician. I, I didn't have no idea that they were even on there. I just saw my name tagged in there and then I said, oh, that's me. Cool. Well, I guess everyone got think- tagged and that, that, that mm-hmm. includes everyone that's in, in the chat. So chat. listen, my count can be off. So I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I might've missed one or two people, but I sure. mean, I mean, Willie, David and Tamara are barely on, uh, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and that's fine. It's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just counting numbers of people that that's a, you know, you almost, you pretty much have more than one officer for every non-officer cast member. Uh, but of course you're head of HR, so you might have to file a complaint against me right now. Um, which <laughs> is, I have a file complaint. Yeah. 
Just a matter of time. You know, you know, I'm I'm pretty much what uh, what Family Guy portrayed for George W. Bush in that one episode. And Brian said, "Quick, something's happening, Bush." And he said, "Please don't make me do things." That's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at at this point. <laughs> Please don't make oh, me do no, things. No, no, you. I saw you on the AEW Dynamite review show because they've been oh, struggling for a third member ever since I've been moved to the super hot Raw show. By the way, listen. Oh my God, you killed it. I know. I, listen, I don't. I don't want to toot my own horn because I've been feeling not so great about UPR. When I came back, I, I, I started great. The show did great, uh, and I, and of course, I thought that had to do with me. Then all of a sudden, I'm like seeing the shows I'm on. They're like performing mid. Some of the lowest shows of the week are me, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm the common denominator. I'm the problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> not you saying that, guy. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. saying it. Yeah, Aww. no, I definitely think that way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, paranoia and narcissism are just you know uh, sides of the same coin. So, um, so then I suggest that we start the raw show because you know that used yeah, to be the most popular show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't really like to watch raw live, but now I have to because really? I said you know if well why if, so if you suggested it well it's three hours I, I like to have the yeah, that's, that's bit good. of. Uh, you know, the luxury of time, the luxury of fast forwarding, the luxury of pause. And that's not really sure. available when you have to watch it live and take notes and pay attention and be ready to go on the air at 11.05. But it was right. my idea. So if you say, if someone says, will you be on the show? You got to say yes. So anyway, the first week, you know, only 62 people watched it. I think it's up into the 70s now, but it's it's been three weeks. The second, sure. week, the, the second week, though, is up to like 96 now, you know, after two weeks. But, you know, that's, that's like, you know, a... Almost, that's over a twenty percent increase. So I, I was pretty happy about that. But I have to admit, I'm I'm three of those views. Um, <laughs> I, I, oh, I appreciate the honesty. Like, well, you know, you know, but you guys, I mean, and I think it was just a slow burn because you know we haven't had a raw show in I don't know how long. It's been a long time since we had a raw show. So now people are starting to realize, hey, we got a raw show going on, and it's a great. I honestly want to say and say, <clears throat> you guys did a fantastic job. But also, I think too, Raw has just been really, really good. I don't know how much like how much you like Raw, um, and I agree with you with the three hours because I always talk to people. I say like, Yo, Raw is actually really good. Uh, it's just too long for me. It's just yeah. very, very long. Like I have to take a nap before I do that. But I take a nap for everything. Like I take a nap before I drink ginger ale. I mean, I, I take a nap pretty much every day after work, like a baby. I basically my nap time. But naps are great. Five forty-five to six forty-five. I take a nap. Uh, otherwise, I get mm-hmm. cranky. Um, so then this week we did it, but I think you're right. I think people didn't know it was there. Now they know it's there and, and they know it's going to come on the air. They know it's going to come on the air between 11.05 and 11.15 and, mm-hmm. and they've been up watching Raw. Uh, and so, you know, they can, you know, hear people, you know, talk about it. Uh, or if they didn't watch it and, and they don't want to, they can get a pretty solid review. Anyway, week three, you know, only four days in, we're, we're already up to in the 120s. So another 20% increase. And so yeah. really so everyone out there, you know, check us out, join us. And Please way, do. I mean, you guys, I'm actually really jealous because you and 1EC has had some kind of tag team thing where now you wear glasses and hats. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we don't have, we used to have something. We used to have a sing-along. I feel kind of portrayed here. Yeah, well, I, I figured that the problem might be that that I am very old, and so I don't look young and hip. So I've been thinking if I like wear hats and 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 sunglasses and and you know wrestling gear and stuff, I'll look uh, mm-hmm. more hip to the wrestling fan and maybe less you know less threatening. So that that's part of it. But... Less threatening, right? Why <laughs> no one, just, you know, no one thinks you're going to come out here and uh, stab somebody like we. Yes, <laughs> oh. 
Oh, yeah. no, I apologize. Yeah, then, then you did the, then you cleaned up very well, sir. Yeah, they think I'm going to come out like like poltergeist or whatever, like the ring, and I'm going to pull them down into that well, that well of the abyss. Oh my lord. Yeah. So yeah, so there was that. So anyway, I was watching you uh, on Dynamite because I got kicked off Dynamite to do Raw because apparently you can do one show a week except when they always need a, a backup, and they always need a backup. And so, oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you see me in the chat all the time sitting here saying, hey, I want to be part-time. LOL, just show up. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't work weekends. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I've been doing some SmackDowns and whatever. I did that one collision show. But, you know, we you know we go out sometimes. So, anyway, point being, I, I, I was watching you guys talk about it. And the funny thing is, is like, you know, before me, Dan and, and Vinny, uh, you know, yeah. they go – you know, they, what they'd say whatever they would say about the show. Usually, it was all flowers, rainbows, unicorns, whatever. Or, but even if they uh, could, like this show was terrible this week, I'm going to give it an A minus. <laughs> now, after you know five or six weeks with me, like if if they think the show is tele- terrible, they, they become the critic, right? They they give they give C's, they give D's. I mean, their their words and their grades match, which you know I, I'm very proud about. I take 100 percent credit for. Um, 101. 101 yep that's one for every dalmatian so yeah that, that's all good so anyway you talking a lot about unpopular review but you guys should all subscribe to unpopular review wrestling and we do. i mean i think we all we both do such, such fantastic jobs you know one day we're going to bring you back for the nxt review show because you know you are a big fan of nxt i mean i look at your tweet and i don't really see for the uh other shows i think every now and then you'll mention numbers for shows and stuff like that you're a great number guy um anything after five is a little too much for me it's a little intense so i, I sit here and credit you big time for that but you would talk about nxt and you talk about how delightful it is mm-hmm. and how uh, how digestible it is so um yeah we gotta bring you on for the nxt review show with me and wrestling doll i'll try to be on my best behavior because i was yelling a lot uh in this past um episode. you did drop the ass juice line this week I, I i have catchphrases and i have shirts to sell yeah that that that's maybe a catchphrase that you should revisit then you know you know i don't, I don't want that juice on my floor no no, <laughs> no 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 you don't want that juice period um no. you know just just wait for your first call colonoscopy and you'll you'll realize anyway oh yeah so uh yeah so, uh, so subscribe to those things on on youtube and by the way i'm gonna be on upre because i'm gonna be doing the x-men 97 review i'm excited up. about that where are you now i know i know this is the wrestling podcast but where are you now not in so the far six, uh, huh? <laughs> not so far <laughs> not so far okay there hasn't been a wrestling podcast so far um not so far okay where am i uh I yeah like season season three episode one wow and how have you been uh enjoying that been enjoying it i mean the shows are very short i mean you can you can you know fast forward the first two minutes that's the the previously intro. On the intro oh yeah, yeah, yeah and like the last minute is the out, outro credit so it's it's really an 18 minute show um things happen very fast i mean it's a it's a it's a little bit more kitty than i remember and of course i was younger i was an, a, an adult but a young adult when it happened and i was just so excited that there could be a cartoon like this that had a continuing series that was they resembled the comic books or inspired by the comic books. I mean, you know, you, they were, they were animated cartoons or whatever, but they were basically anthologies. They, they, they didn't, they, they weren't continuing series. They didn't, you didn't have to, you know, you didn't eventually have a throwback to six episodes ago for the same character or storyline. Um, hmm. I remember I was very disappointed that Colossus wasn't part of it. And I'm still disappointed. Colossus really isn't often part of it. He's not part of the team. He, he showed up twice so far. 
Um, I don't remember Mr. Sinister from the comics, and I do remember when I watched the animated series, Mr. Sinister played a very large role, and you know that was always a little bit you know confusing to me at this point since you know I've already digested it. You know, no big deal. Um, right. But you know, I, I basically feel you know. I, it's an easy watch, and, and I'm hoping the 97 will be a little bit adulted up, uh, and I'm hoping the animation will be a little bit moderned up, but, you know, it's... Oh, it will be. I mean, one of the things uh, about X-Men 97, if you look at the animation, and uh, they showed some of the characters' um, designs, they definitely beefed up the uh, animation. Um, I think they kept it kind of faithful to what they did in the 90s, but it's still modern, if that make any kind of sense but it looks good it looks exciting and uh i look forward to hearing your review on that um you know you guys you you was on uh and just another cheap plug for unpopular review but entertainment but you did that one review one time of, what was it uh not dawn of justice it was a uh, uh um the snyder cut yes and yeah. that was fantastic yeah that, that that is that still on there somewhere the cadence i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it is i I'm going to look that back up because, like, yeah, I'm very sure that's up this, though. I, I skewered that movie. Anyway, yeah, so a, a couple little gripes about X-Men, then we're going to move on. First of all, sure. Wolverine accomplishes nothing. He's he's, he's like a giant. <laughs> <person>. <laughs> he does it? He, he, no. No. He, he jumps on people's back and they throw him off. And he's always getting beat up. Uh, the other thing is Storm is corny as hell. It's like she's like, weather, frozen winds of the Arctic. Put rain wow. down your cold and make them paralyze. It's like, you don't have to speak. You're, you're storm. You just have to think it. Lightning, come down from the heavens with thunder and strike. It's like, oh, my goodness, woman. This is so dramatic. Um, but it's a cartoon. All right. So let's talk about wrestling. So Let's do it. So I, I, I feel like I need to start with the sort of serious stuff with with the Vin stuff with the less take the floor. aspect of it that you know that you know two people John Cena and, and Randy Orton were both interviewed and asked about it and mm-hmm. they gave answers. I'm not going to read their quotes, but are you familiar with their quotes? I saw John Cena's quote. I didn't see Randy Orton's. I might have saw Randy's in, in, in passing, but I, re- I remember John. It was something like he. The only thing I saw is that he said he loves that guy. Right. That was the only thing I remember seeing. Yeah. I mean, to paraphrase them both, Cena basically said, you know, I, I love this man. I am a friend. That's how you test your friendship through thick and thin, bad times and good. Uh, I'm not going to say that I love him. He's done so much for me. You know, I know him a certain way, but these allegations, it's very hard to get them out of, you know, out of my head. But, but I, but, he, you know, he's still my friend. Randy Orton basically said, this guy did so much for me. I wouldn't be where I am. I'd have so many chances because of him. But these things are gross, and you know if that's the case, fuck this guy. I mean that that that's basically, and everyone's comparing and contrasting. Like, whoa, Orton handled it so much better than Cena. I, I you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what anyone expects any of these people to say. I didn't think right. that Orton handled it so much better than Cena. He, his his verbiage at the end was a little bit harsher. Cena is very more very. Yeah, he's more politic. Um, yeah. I also think that, I mean, Vince doesn't really deserve the benefit of doubt because, you know, helping cover up possibly the Snooker murder, you know, the, the rumor of the, the you know. The rock, man got skeletons in his closet. Yeah. Right. The Rita Chatterton thing, the steroids thing, the Rita Chatterton thing is an alleged rape or sexual assault. 
sont. I mean, there's there's no denying that there's a number of NDAs signed. There's probably also incidents that occurred, numerous that didn't require NDAs, that the people just sort of went away or were afraid or or whatever the case may be. You know, he's been living in this, you know, functional political marriage, which, you know, they basically been separated for a decade and a half, maybe longer. Um, you know, he was voted out of the company and then, you know, six months later, you know, maybe somebody did talk to him about, you know, TV rights or whatever the case may be, or maybe just woke up and said, I own 81% of this shit. I don't need to step back from anything. And, and, you know, came back good, you know, with the Vince McMahon power walk and came in. But everyone is taking the allegations in this lawsuit as if it's the unquestionable gospel. Um, And maybe it's because I'm a lawyer or maybe it's because I have a memory of me too and speaking out and every movement and every, and everything that, you know, you get true allegations, you get false allegations, and you get a lot of things that are in between and there's varying degrees. Now these, the allegations in here are tremendously vile. They, they are hideous, but Mm -hmm. even one thing I learned very early on as a lawyer is the first story you hear is the best story for your client. It only gets worse from there. It's very clear to me based on the length of this lawsuit and the details in it, outlining the depravity, that there's a reason for that. And that's the shock value because everyone is sort of bought into the narrative that she was a helpless girl at sort of at the, you know, that hit rock bottom and she became basically a Stockholm syndrome, you know, uh, human slave, uh, sex toy kind of thing. Um, now, by the time this ended, I, I mean, I've heard different things that it was between her ages 21 and 25, and I've heard it's between 35 and 40, and that makes a big difference. I, I you know, I admit I haven't bothered to look into that. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, people are wondering, you know, you know, people are also wondering where's the criminal charges. There may or there may not be. I suspect there won't be. And the reason is, is because if you look through, if you read all of the allegations, there's three years worth of reasonable doubt there in the forms of gifts, in the forms of encouraging texts back and forth, in, in the form of no police reports, in the form of taking plastic surgery and medical treatment and getting a car and having a job for, for three years, a job that she had no business of having, to, to be quite frank. And when everyone else was getting laid off during COVID, you know, she was reassigned to the XFL. So, I mean, I don't understand anyone who enjoys defecating on another human being. I don't understand anyone who needs to be defecated on. However, I know they exist. I know there's weird power dynamics. I know there's BDSM. But like even normal people, I think, either think about or experiment about being tied up or, you know, being slapped or whatever. Um, I I mean, there was a the show Atlanta in their final season, there was one season where some of the, the women met these other women and they we were following this like group of four women vacationing in Paris. And two of them came every year and two of them didn't. And the two of them that came every year, basically, you know, when they're in the United States, they have regular jobs and regular lives, but they came, they would come to Paris for a few weeks because they had these French guys lined up who would pay them, I don't know, something like $1,500 a night to piss on them. That's it. Wow. And, then, and then they would buy like, you know, Armani, Dolce, you know, Hermes and, you know, get, get all these fabulous things, you know, and, and then go home. And, 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 you know, the other two were like, I would never do that. And the final scene in this is one of the women who was just a friend who didn't do that 
you see her going into a room and then she lets a Frenchman into a hotel room and she lets him piss on him for, for the same thing. I don't know if it was 1500 or five, whatever. The point is, is, is that, you know, you know, people make the stories about Putin and Trump and golden showers. I mean, this is a thing out there in the world. It's not my world. I suspect mm. it's not your world. Probably Steve's. Nope. But, uh, but you know, it, it could be the two people had kinks and, you know, or he had a kink and she was a bit of a gold digger and she figured that she'd be Anna Nicole Smith because she knows that he's not really married to Linda McMahon. Uh, and it could be that they were both sort of using each other, you know, in exactly the right, wrong way. But because he did have more power, he was the one who had to break it off at some point because it became inconvenient or, or you know, because maybe he wanted more playmates or both or whatever it is. And, you know, I'm not someone who's ever shared women with friends mm-hmm. or had friends share women with me, but I've heard about right. it. Yeah. I know, I've known swingers. I've known people who had relationships where they, you know, like someone else's husband would watch while the other one's husband would be with his wife and the other guy's wife. Uh, you know, I, these are not like, I mean, it's weird, but these are not non-professional yeah. people. Like we're talking about like medical doctors, attorneys, uh, scientists. I mean, you know, it's, it's so I, I, I just think that mm-hmm. this is going to, take a long time and there's going to be more things coming out. And, and I don't want to take the, you know, the Andrew Tate or Jim Cornette first, first reaction and fairness. him, it was his first reaction, not his final reaction where you're sort of saying, laughing at these things, like, you know, she got a new BMW, but she did get a new BMW. And, and, and I'm not saying, but it's, it, it's not like this happened over the course of four days where she's locked in a basement and it's like silence of the lambs. This is, this is a three year, whatever you want to call it. It's a relationship of some sort over three years. So anyway, I don't, getting back to the point, I don't know what Cena or Ortner are supposed to say. I don't think there's anything they would say to make the world happy, except I'm so disgusted by Vince McMahon. I, I wash him from my life. He's anathema to me. I, I disavow him. I shun him. I mean, I, I think that's the only thing that would make people happy. Um, I don't think it would have made, I I think no matter what they would have said, I mean, because there are people who will sit here and go, how could you say that about Vince after all he did? My point is, I think no matter what they said, people would have still found something. I think these guys came from the heart and just said like, hey, this man did all these things. And I'm not making no excuses. I just want to make that clear. I want to make sure my work, because, you know, you say something and people change your words. Well, you just heard me for the last 10 minutes. I, I, you know, some of my words were, 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 I'm sure whatever I said was more controversial than whatever is going to come out of your mouth now. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I, uh, but um, I'm sorry, train of thought. Uh, No matter what, they they, people are going to complain. I think these guys just said, you know, hey, like, hey, this guy did all this for me. But if he did, like with Randy, he said, hey, if he did this, and I know there was something Brett said, I mean, this was probably a week ago, and he just said, like, hey, Vince was like a father figure to me, but if these things are the things, uh, F that guy. And Randy said that, and John Cena, and I think you nailed it on the head with, with John Cena. John Cena always, um, he's always come up, like, he, he he's he's not a controversial guy. He tries not to Sometimes he steps into it when he's being too politically correct or, or the opposite, like sure. the, like the when he apologized to China over Taiwan. Sure. But I, yeah, yeah. but the reason I repeated this whole story, and I forgot my own train of thought, of course, the, the reason I went through all of that again, twice, a second time, um, sure. you know, making, putting myself out to scrutiny is that 
I think that John Cena probably knows that Vince McMahon has nothing's really stuck to him. And there's no necessarily reason to believe that this is that this is necessarily going to stick to him either. Um, I don't want. I want to try to choose my words very carefully, and I just want people to know that I'm probably going to fail, and whatever I say doesn't match what's inside my head, probably. But I mean, most people know the stats that most victims don't co- come forward. Period in in sexual assault cases. They all. You've probably also heard that in rape cases and sexual assault cases that the acquittal rates are extremely high. Um, part of this story is that, you know, the, the plaintiff's narrative is that basically she was so shell shocked that she became a, a hollow shell of herself. And she had, she really, she lost all agency. She, she was basically a non-person. She became property of someone else that she was, that, that she was mentally so disabled uh, by these activities. Well, this is a big deal, this suit. So you're going to have to be mentally able to do it. So it's sort of hard to believe that she was mentally disabled then, but now, you know, two years, three years later, that, that she's strong enough to deal with this long litigation and bring it up. I mean, if if she really was and can, good on her for recovering and getting and, and having the strength to do it. I'm not trying to belittle or minimize it, but the counter to that is, how are you strong enough to do all this and to put yourself through this if you weren't strong enough then just to break up with the man and, and, and you know, go stay with a friend or quit your job and leave town? I mean, you know, I, all I'm saying is that John Cena might see that might see some of these holes. I don't think he thinks like Andrew Tate, but let, let's face it, you don't have to be as extreme as Andrew Tate and as its co-host there to mm-hmm. sort of have the Jim Cornette reaction. Well, she got, you know, $200,000 worth of cash and prizes plus, you know, uh, jobs that she had no business having for three and a half years, you know, and saying this is bullshit, uh, you know, and, and thinking to yourself, he may prove that, he, the, 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 you know, the, the, if this goes to court, the, the jury might, you know, might buy that. And I don't think Laura and Ida say anything is, I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be believe John Laurinaitis. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, you know, Many times witnesses are, you know, flawed vessels to begin with. But I, I you know, I he's a story for two days. It's and you know, I, he, maybe three. Yeah, he's a mini. He's a, he's not a deep pocket in this. He's just trying to save his marriage. You know, what's left of his reputation, but uh, which is already junk. But I don't know. I just wanted to say that. I mean, basically, sure. I'm not sure what anyone expects John Cena or Randy Orton to, to say in these situations. They've known someone twenty, thirty years. They have close business and personal relationships with, and a lot of gratitude uh, for them. He's made them rich and famous. Um, You know, it's hard to hate someone like that. And anybody who's been around successful people knows about lawsuits. I mean, Donald Trump famously has had thousands of lawsuits. I mean, before he was president and lost almost all of them. Um, But I mean, there's still whatever, 20 to 40% of at least one political party that, that, is would vote for a second time for president. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's, there's always, you know, there's, there's always, there's always room for people to see that there's, you know, that, you know, they're getting a bad rap or they're, it, it, it's in my interest to not burn the bridge. Right. 
Although I don't think Vince will ever be in a position of power again within WWE, TKO, or Endeavor, but he's a billionaire, which means he's always going to be in a position of some power. I mean, Vince is a narcissist, so it's hard to judge his behavior or what he's doing. Like, if this was you or I and we were this successful, but this happened to us, like, I would be, and maybe he is, but I would have already had all of my financial people sending my assets to uh, overseas to banks, that, that, to countries where nobody can touch your assets. And I'd probably mm-hmm. be, you know, on the phone to various dictators around the world, you know, asking for safe haven, uh, you know, like go to Suriname or something or call Putin and say, hey, you need another oligarch over there? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be, uh, yeah. you know, have a nice dacha, you know, uh, up on the north side of the... Dacha. The Texas, yeah. And, uh, yeah, not dacha Gonzalez, dacha. Uh, you know, a nice... A ah. nice Nice uh, uh, mansion on, on the Black Sea or the Sea of Azov or something, uh, the Caspian. I don't know. I you know, I'd be fleeing the country, and he hasn't fled the country, but he's also a narcissist, and he has beaten the odds fifty times. He before. he, he bra- and he and he's bragged about it too. Yeah, you're right. All right, so enough about that. All right, so this week, O'Shea Jackson Jr. For those of you who don't know, is Ice Cube's son. Ice Cube is O'Shea Jackson Sr. Um, and he's been in movies like NWA, where he played his father, or Straight Outta Compton, where he played his father. He was in Cocaine Bear. He's a pretty accomplished actor. He's in the face, he resembles his father quite a bit. And he's a wrestling fan. He's mostly a WWE fan, and he tweets. And Big he's, fan. Yeah. And he's pretty interactive. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's approachable. Like, you know, he's not, it's yep. like he's going to get into a long conversation with you generally, but he'll acknowledge you most of the time, especially if he agrees with something or, you know, whatever the case is. Anyway. Mm-hmm. He said something to the fact like, hey, Tony Khan, maybe the answer shouldn't be, you know, I have to Google a wrestler. If, if, if there's someone you want me to know about, why don't you introduce me to them on the course of your TV show and maybe mm-hmm. not spend so much time, you know, bringing on people who don't work for you, like the CMLL thing or, you know, old Japanese wrestlers that Eddie Kingston wants to masturbate to. He didn't. Th- those are my words, not his. Um, Tony Khan sent something back sort of, you know, so... Yeah, thank you for the suggestions, but maybe you should try to enjoy more and enjoy the world, and then then you'll see that there's many more things in in this world to live, to life. Which, by the way, is not nearly Tony Khan's worst response to anything. It, it, and in fact, it might have been his best. I mean that that was that was almost respectful. And listen, Tony Khan shouldn't he be have a meltdown. He didn't have a meltdown, and Tony Khan shouldn't be responding to people like me or random accounts. But this is O'Shea Jackson Jr. and he's not just anyone. It's Ice Cube's son. So, you know, maybe pay attention to what he's saying and, and, and respond mm-hmm. to him. So, I'm, I'm, so I think Tony Khan actually handled this okay for him. It was Excelsior. Um, but, of course, Ooh. the AW faithful charm chimed in and basically called O'Shea Jackson a dummy and a loser and not a real wrestling fan. And, a loser, and, and one wow. of them snitch-tagged Ice Cube. And, and oh, and, and he snitch-tagged him saying... I bet your father wishes he 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 pulled out or something or never never gave birth to you or something. And he and he tagged Ice Cube and Ice Cube goes, "The fuck is with you, you bitch ass loser, you you drug whore? Get get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> so I, I thought it was going to escalate from there, but it didn't. Uh, so I'm a little bit disappointed because I like the drama, but I mean, Ice, ah. Cube, Ice Cube gave you an, an Ice Cube line, but you know the thing sort of. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I don't know. Did, what do you think of this? Whole thing? I, I think I think the guy uh, got what he wanted. Um, it seemed like that's what he wanted to be called. I mean, to be called a bitch ass drug, whatever Ice Cube called him. 
I listened to his interview today. Um, today we're recording on a Thursday, but I listened to his interview with Chris Van Vliet, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought what he was saying made me a fan. I was like, you bro. Like, when he was talking, and he was talking about the stuff about AEW, and he said, um, I just saw something before we went on or recorded, and they were like, well, maybe you should just Google and all this stuff. But I thought I thought O'Shea had some, a valid point. Like, hey, not everyone knows these people, so why don't you do – and something I like that, and I'm not trying to do the comparison of – the uh WWE AEW but I like what WWE have been doing lately with some of the guys who people don't know like Tegan Knox, DIY. Um they've been doing this with Andrade, they brought him back, but these vignettes and I think that is fantastic. And I think them doing that in AEW, I'm not a diehard AEW fan. Sometimes the fan base can get a little too toxic for me. Um cuz if you said if you said Eh, you know, I, I don't know who this guy is uh, coming in from New Japan. What? You don't watch? You should expand your horizons. You don't go outside. Your mother's disappointed in you. You're like, God, all yeah. of that? So I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I no, I was going to say that. Um, so uh, I think O'Shea has some valid points, uh, maybe even a bigger fan of his. And, and I wanted to check out Cocaine Bear anyway, but now I, I didn't realize he was in there. But now I have to really see it now. Um, it used to be on Peacock, and now it's not there, so I've got to find a way. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I just agree with uh, O'Shea. Like, I think he had a valid point. Uh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan uh, didn't spaz out and melt and burn and, I don't know, shoot a haze at somebody. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been scanning the Twitterverse while you've been talking to see, and it doesn't seem like there's any news out of Perth on the press event or media event, whatever they were doing in Perth tonight. So it seems like it was sure. a happy, happy show. Uh, I also did see um, what we're talking about, the, the X-Men 97. It's going to come yeah. out weekly. So it's not they're not going to drop the whole series at once. But when we do our reviews, we only have to really focus on the one show uh, and, and not fantastic. be tempted to sneak ahead or get spoilers or anything. So I, I actually I actually like that. I, I don't. I, I think that's you uh, prefer episodic than what, the drop and you have to binge. I you know what I appreciate both. Uh, sure, but, but I I I have come to appreciate episodic television again that gives you know it gives me like a schedule but i but i do like some things that are bingeable uh i i've often been known to dvr a show and i won't start it until i get to like episode eight so i'll watch like three episodes week one three episodes week two you know and by the time i get caught up you know it's you know most most shows are you know uh, 10 to you know 15 shows for a season and at that point, I'm, you know, pretty much there. Um, fantastic. Yeah, I know. It is fantastic. So, yeah, now that's usually with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or the Real Housewives of, but I can't resist New <laughs> Jersey. I've got to watch those sometime. Um, but, uh, that's great. All right, so, TV. It's Ratchet TV. You know, I mean, listen, I think people have been criticizing Tony Khan for this for, for, for years, and he, he doesn't listen, especially with the size of his roster. I mean, I, I was... Yeah, I always think about things to tweet, and then I'm always like, can I fit it into the characters? And no, I can't. And then will I do an ad? Can I do essays? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. But like, right. I've been thinking, like, you know, just of some of their originals and like the first couple of years, some of their big free agents, that nothing's being done with them for various reasons, if there are any reasons. And I'm, I'm and I'm assuming non-injuries because they're, they're very secretive about their injuries. But like, so like, AW original Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Doing absolutely nothing. 
Nothing. Is he hurt? Well, he seems to always be hurt, but no, I don't think, I think his most recent injury was very minor. And I think it, it, okay. it ended like seven months ago and then and he still hasn't been on, you know, Peter Avalon, who was released still seems to be on their roster page. I'm not even saying he's worthwhile, but I mean, you know, is he any worse than evil Uno? Uh, who, you know, uh, you know, Dark Order really relegated to nothingness, which is where they should be. We just released them. One of their biggest free agents, probably their first outside, uh, you know, outside free agent, besides John Moxley, who debuted on their first pay-per-view, sure. was Lance Archer. Big signing, six-foot-eight guy from New Japan. Uh, people were excited. They're, they're finally getting some big guys. He wrestles, what, four times a year? Usually it's one three match arc where he wins a couple of squash matches to get a title shot and lose a title shot. And then lose him. Right. And then he might appear on one or two pay-per-views, usually in a battle Royal. Wasn't he uh, recently um, like in a six person tag? Cause you know, that's a fair point when you say that, because um, there's times we show up and I'm like, Oh, he's still around. And I say that with all the respect in the world. I just sometimes forget that he's there. Yes. They don't utilize him a lot. Matter of fact, the, they've been right. utilizing Brian Cage a lot, which I think is great. I think he has a great look, but um, he does too. Who are you saying about uh, Lance Cade? Brian's Cade. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, Brian yeah, Cade. Brian, yeah. He says, "I'm what a wrestler should look like." Yeah, no, but you're right about Lance Archer. He was he was in a little program where it seemed like he wasn't happy with Jake Roberts, and it was like him and the Righteous who lost to another three man group. I don't know. I think it was House of Black. I, I'm not even sure Could who be. it was. It it, it, it does, doesn't even matter because whatever it was, they they lost. You know, and and then it was never heard from again. Not not the story with him and Jake. Not not you know, the, the the righteous. Right, they don't follow up with it. They went back to Ring of Honor. For all I know, Lance Archer is, is working on Ring of Honor. I have no idea. There's dozens of people that watch that show. Um, then mm. what? Probably their probably their first big big free agent. Uh, you know, former WWE guy. It was the late Brody Lee. So you know, we're not going to go with that. Yeah. But after that, there was Miro. Um, I mean, Miro, we I mean, barely see him at all. I mean, he made a little bit of a comeback with, with Punk's collision, but since then, right. almost nothing. I mean, and then since Lana had her finger infected, and then there was the story yeah. with Andrade, well, he's gone. Uh, I mean, so Miro, nothing's being done with him. Um, and the- Do you think Miro wanted to get out of there, though? Like, you know, when Andrade, um, you know, because re- like how you just mentioned, I just want to touch a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Andrade, he's back with WWE, and I think they're going to do him just right. But do you think Merrill is looking at this and saying, "Yeah, I this is this is not working out"? I mean, my understanding is that he's on a fairly long term contract, and he might be signed for uh, 2026, 2027. My listen, I don't know Miro. I've never met him, but he seems like he's actually fairly content to just collect the check. I mean, I, I think he's happy enough to to do occasional acting gigs or play video games or whatever it is that he's doing. I don't know. Um, sure. And then some, and then like some of the newer people. So when they were building the, um, you know, the Roosh uh, LFI faction, they brought in his brother, Jolistico, Preston Vance was put in there as Pero Peligroso, and they brought in Bandito's mm-hmm. brother, Gravity, for a while, and you, and they were on TV all the time. Then Roosh gets injured in the Continental Classics, and you haven't seen those three guys barely at all, except for the Brody Lee anniversary show where you saw Preston Vance win one match, and then that was basically it. Just turned um, him face for that one, too. That's right. 
And my only point with that is there's just an example of seven people who have been with AEW either from the beginning, near the beginning, or considered big free agents, and they're barely on. Ethan Page, another one, a pretty big free agent acquisition, debuted the same night as Christian Cage. Uh, but everyone mm-hmm. thought, you know, he was going to be a big star coming from Impact. He was doing the Karate Man thing. Nobody's seen him in, in months and months and months, and that was mostly nope. on TV. Apparently, he was on Ring of Honor. Maybe he still is. Don't know. Um, the only point is that they have plenty of time for CMLL, which that story seems to have come and gone and dissipated. They have time for Tomo. Tomohiro Ishii comes on, he gets title matches despite not being ranked. This June something or other is going to wrestle Brian Danielson. Uh, Yeah, Brian Danielson. Um, Mm -hmm. And and they have like all sorts of time for all sorts of people. El Hijo del Vikingo, he's not signed by them, but he gets all the time in the world. He's practical. And that's sort of what O'Shea Edwards was saying. It's like, you have all these people on your roster, you're not using them, and then you want me to get to know these other people who don't even work for you. Who know? Who knows how long they're going to be there? Why? Why would I bother? It's true. And no, it's true. Yeah. I and, think that's a fair point. I think so too. And I think it's a fair point because they had. I, I just want to mention someone else yeah. who he's not signed, but he shows up occasionally. Um, I think you said though for Kingo. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm saying, but he shows up, and I've heard things about him, but I don't know nothing about him. I what? don't, and. And I think when you hear fans and they say, you should just Google, it's right there in your hands. It's like, no, I think it's the job of the promoter to sit here and do their job and promote these people so I can get familiar with them. I remember a time growing up watching wrestling in the 90s, and I didn't know someone, but they did something to indicate on why this person is so special. You just can't tell me this person is special and I just go like, okay, boss. No, that's not how this works. Yeah, I mean – Mr. Perfect, Razor Maroon, the Million Dollar Man. I mean, legendary introductory vignettes for weeks. And and even Andrade's being reintroduced in I love what they're doing there. I love that. Yeah. This is is nothing new. This is nothing revolutionary. This is... is They didn't create the fire. Right. They didn't create the fire. And, you know, some things, if they're not broken, they work, especially with people you want to. I mean, in the territory days, there was a reasonable chance that, that somebody would know who Harley Race was. But also, if you only watched WWF at the time, maybe you didn't know who Harley Race is or you heard the name, but you never saw. Maybe you weren't buying the, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, pro, pro right. Wrestling this month, or the, the the 10 or so magazines that were basically the same right. magazines, just put in different uh, orders. Right. In front. Right. Pretty in much. Front. A, a different blonde guy with blood all over his hair. There we um, go. <laughs> yeah, one had Ric Flair, the other had Dusty Rhodes, another had the Freebirds, another had Buddy Landell for whatever reason. Um, so Yeah, Buddy. So I wanted to talk about the CMLL thing because apparently the CMLL deal mm-hmm. is impacting the relationship with AAA. And apparently CMLL has a relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling – hates AAA, and so there was yeah, some word that if CMLL talent were on the AEW show, AAA talent couldn't be on it, and AAA talent was upset by that. And AAA-related talent is a lot of the people we just mentioned, Elio de Vakingo, Commander, mm-hmm. Penta and Phoenix have it, although Phoenix is perpetually injured. Um, there, there are others right. as well that have a relationship, you know, gravity and Jalistico, so forth and so on. Uh, Andrade did when he was with the company. But then I heard it's not exactly true. The, the, the people from AAA can be on shows. It's just they can't interact. 
uh, you know, or the CML person has to win and New Japan sort of backs it. But, uh, you know, it was the original story came out worse than it ended up being, but it's still like one of these sort of little clusters, which is nothing new in wrestling either. But I, I don't understand why Tony does things like this just for CMLL, which is like definitely, I know it's the world's oldest wrestling promotion or the oldest wrestling promotion in Mexico, but that doesn't mean it's, it's, importance i mean triple a is is has the you know is the feeder to the to the u.s it's the, it's the more star driven uh promotion i mean cmll is where tessa blanchard had to run to the go to work because nobody else would touch her um right so i don't know i just i just i view these as unforced errors and of course the the black combat club as faces uh are going to be facing cmll in a show in Mexico where I assume they'll lose, uh, though I heard that Wheel of Yuta is injured, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. But, I mean, it seems like all of that was to lend the Blackpool Combat Club to CMLL, which I guess would help CMLL. But past history shows that Tony Khan poaches your top talent when they're free or even sometimes when they're not free. Uh, even though he doesn't need any else, and like I hear myself saying, but he doesn't need any more luchadors. He doesn't need anyone else from CML. Once I stopped him before, though, so like That's why true. do they, why do they think this is going to work out better for them? I have no idea. We uh, we learned that from CM Punk, he was at UFC 298. He said that his his event horizon for returning was six to nine months. It, it's been almost three months already. Uh, so, uh, it, it, well, no, it has been three months. It's, it's been, yeah, say, it was, it was yeah, it's, yeah. right. No, I, you know, but, uh, the, the math is that if he, if he gets that six months, he could be back for SummerSlam given his age and his history. Um, yeah, that seems optimistic to me. Maybe he would appear, but I don't think he'll perform. I think he will. Um, I, I hear the, the logistics on what you're saying. Um, but I think he'll be back just in time for SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I can, ex- I, I, I see him not making Mania. I mean, it's already clear he's not going to make Mania, but I see him just making SummerSlam. I could see him just making it for like whatever's in September or October, like, you know, a crown mm-hmm. jewel, you know, for, for one of those big Saudi paydays before Survivor Series. I, I don't know. I, I I think in August, right, I think they're going to Germany. So you think around that time he would go, I mean, but SummerSlam is usually in August, right? Because I remember that one time they pushed it to July. But I can see him if not, if not SummerSlam, if not SummerSlam, and I don't know the date for that, I can see him making it for the Germany show. Because I'm sure they're going to want to stack that card up. And you're going to want someone like CM Punk on that card. I just forget the exact date when Germany. I don't know if that's August or September. I, 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 matter of fact, I can Google that. I don't, I don't know why. I'm, I'm like literally right here on the computer. Yeah. But, um, it's yeah, but I think hair. he... I th- huh? It's the blue hair. It, it. I'm glad that you know it's blue. People keep telling me it's green. I'm like... You're an idiot. Um, but let me, what was I looking up? <laughs> we were looking up the date for the Germany show. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. understand what you're saying. I'm not sure that CM Punk will be there. And the only reason is I don't know that they want anyone to overshadow Gunther when he's there. But I, so here's a question though. How long is that Gunther? Um, Cause he can't travel, right? He can't leave the United States. Could he, but so it's WWE bash in Berlin and that's August 31st. And I guess I asked the question of, will he be able to travel at that time? Talking yeah. about Gunther. The answer is, I don't know for sure, but it certainly seems like it's been a long time and that it, it should, the waiting period should be a year. So the answer should be yes. 
and there's probably an exception. Well, he's, Austrian, do... he's not German, so. Um, All right, yeah, yeah, that's so, true. I don't know if you I know don't know. He, he can... always talk. I feel like he always talk in Germany, so that always throws no, me off. They speak right. German in Austria, uh, but I I'm not sure oh. if the EU is like because he's a citizen. He probably has you know German citizenship. That these if you're a citizen of the EU, if that's an exception, like I know Frank, mm-hmm. my stepson, he could he went back to Ecuador for like ten months and he came back before his one year was up. That if you're a per, if you, you lose your permanent residence here, you're out of the country for a year. Um, but I mean, those are not exactly the same situation. They're not the same situation at all, but I, I'm wondering if the law is the same if you go back to your you know, own country you know, or your country of origin that there's a, there's an exception there. I'm so sure. I, I got something right here. I don't know how long ago this is. So, uh, I'm trying to speed read. It's another thing. Gunther is Australian. He's like, okay, this is not telling me anything. It's telling me he's Australian, but he spent time in Germany. Austrian. Thanks. Not oh. Australian, Austrian. Oh, I was close. Two different places, though. Oh. Though <laughs> Austria uh, means south. I'm so smart that I didn't realize that I said something smart. Yeah, Australia means Southland. Well, it's weird that Austria means South because it's really only south of Germany and Scandinavia. I mean, <laughs> and, and the Arctic <laughs> Circle. I mean, it's not exactly. It's not exactly. Uh, I mean, that's why you know, some of the ancient. Uh, hominids are hominids are Ooh. called Australopithecus. They're they're they're, they're, they're Southland. They're South Southmen. I um, feel like that was such a Garden of Doom like like plug right there. So people know like that's where you can be talking. We talk your stuff right there. Fantastic stuff. You saw it right through me. It's that you're exactly right. That's exactly what it was. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of Garden of Doom, big business, big business, oh. all in sales. So. All In famously went on pre-sale like three months ago, and they released like 39,000 tickets for pre-sale. I had thought Whoa. that all of them went right away. As it turns out, it was more like, like I think in the first day, 27,000 sold, allegedly, and I don't know how many sold day two. And now they're up to about like just over 40,000. So apparently, the, you know, since day one of pre-sale anyway, they've sold about 14,000 tickets. How are, mm. and, it's, and the show is still far away. It's still in August. However, yeah. most people who want to go to a show buy early. Uh, I mean, you don't, you know, the, the drip, drip, drip isn't usually what you usually get. You buy early and then the last you get a last minute spike from people who are like on the fence about it. I listen, I've always been suspect of how many tickets were actually sold, how many were bought by tick, Tony and redistributed. Forget about all of my QACOMs and my conspiracy. It doesn't sure. seem like the excitement or the rate or the pace is anything like it was last year, last even, year? even though they started three months earlier. What do you think? Do, 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 is this just Jeff being an anti-AEW shill or no. is, is, is the excitement? I don't, I don't know if the excitement is like – so once again, I always like to throw it out here because I feel like um, – there's people who watch AEW diehards and they know all these things. I'm not like a diehard. Um, last year, I think felt just very, very special. And it's going to be very hard for them to top last year. Um, you know, I think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And some people are just waiting to see what this card is. This card, they, I mean, obviously, they haven't revealed this card. I mean, we're talking about All In, and I feel like they're trying to make All In their <sighs> – 
like their WrestleMania, right? Because mm-hmm. I, what was supposed to be like their WrestleMania before that? It was uh, double or nothing. Um, I don't know. I don't think the excitement is as there as it was for the first one. And I think a lot of people are just skeptical and just want to see what the card is going to look like. I, I don't know if that card from last year where people might have felt like I don't know if last year's where they they felt like they had to they were like oh, this was good but you know what I'm gonna wait it next time I'm gonna wait and see what the card looked like so yeah that's the vibe I get out of it. Well, this goes into um, big business, which is the show in Boston, March 13th, which is you know still three weeks away. Yeah, two, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the show where you know it's been thinly disguised that that's when former Sasha Banks, current Mercedes Monet will almost certainly debut. Will Ospreay will will already be on AEW's roster and will be there. And people are figuring that Okada will probably also be there. You know, either he'll show up at at, uh, Revolution and then, you know, uh, or he'll show up at, you know, that March 13th show, Big Business. Um, I know Okada's finishing up some dates in Japan. I don't know if any of them conflict. I don't know enough to cross-reference it. But one can fly back and forth, especially if you're only doing it, you know, Every so often, Superman can do that. Anyway, the big point of this is that I think this is the TD Trade um, Arena in Boston, where the Celtics Mm -hmm. and the Bruins play. I think, and I think it holds like eighteen or nineteen thousand people at capacity. Probably for wrestling, it could you know with a with a big stage set up, it could probably hold sixteen, seventeen thousand. You know, I think that you know they they had blood and guts there uh, a couple years ago, and it did. They had eight thousand nine hundred seats or so sold, which you know, they consider a success. I'm not sure if I would consider a success, but that's 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 the benchmark for okay. I mean, it seems to be the new benchmark for okay. I mean, I think when everybody was talking about Mercedes Monet coming in in Okada, everyone's like, they're going to sell everything out. You'll see they're finally going to sell all, all these arenas, you know, no problem. They're going to have them in the rafters. Um, so big business at last check from WrestleTix. And, and sure. you know, big business is... It originally set up for about 5,800 $5, tickets. It's now set up for 68 or 6,900 tickets. They they can and will open up more sections as uh, tickets get sold. But at the last time I saw it, it was just over 6,100 tickets sold, which for for lately is good for the AEW. I mean, they, they've been they've been struggling to sell over three or four thousand tickets for shows. Sometimes over two thousand. Some of those pictures. Yeah. And sometimes regardless of what's said is sold, it doesn't look like that amount of people is there. Or though to the credit, their crowds are usually pretty darn noisy and excited. So you know, yeah. their, their crowds of two or 3,000 sometimes sounds louder than a crowd of thirteen or 14,000 for the Fed. But uh, I don't want to. That's their way. They want to be heard. They're like, we, see, look, we're here. Yeah. And, and, Noise. And as you would say, that's fantastic. Um, but, I do say that a lot. But big business, so far, it doesn't sound like it's really. It sounds like it's mid business to me. That I mean, it sounds like it's doing, you know, pretty well for what's been advertised as a pay per view on TV show in a mm-hmm. big market city, a four major league team city. I I wouldn't get too excited about this. I mean, I I, I actually think that. You know, I'm sure that they'll sell more tickets and, and whatnot. I don't know that they'll surpass the blood and guts. But even if they, you know, hit it or exceed it by a lot, I don't know. I, I really think that the, you know, the goalposts keep shifting. But I, I really thought everyone was expecting, like, instant sellout. 
Yeah, I think they went with Mercedes, um, although they never, obviously they never said her name, but they definitely teased it. But they expect just that alone for her to just like, oh, well, Mercedes is going to be, because they teased it, right? I'm looking at this picture right now, and it's at Boston, and it's 2S. Wow. That's how I used to spell it in fifth grade. Um, you but, were cool then. Yeah, they, no one corrected me. But um, I say all to say is I think they really expected her to be the instant sellout. And I think they said her and go like, well, let's see how time goes. What we got another, what do you keep saying? Like three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to say, let's see what happened in three weeks. I don't know the number. I'm terrible with numbers. You're fan- you're, man, here we go again. Well, they already just- have a buy three, get one free deal for the upper deck. Um, sure. I mean, that's not so unusual, but it's a little bit unusual to do it this early when you're not already desperate. I know. That's why I like, there was a silence there and I was just like, Oh, right. That's my part. Right. Um, I don't know how to follow up with that except just going with, um, yeah, hopefully they can keep selling tickets. So you heard it here. Bad guy, Jack, not, not an AEW hater agrees that this is a disaster. Good job. Um, now, this is a disaster. I, I feel like we're putting over UPR a lot, and rightfully so, but UPR was considering doing a TNA review show, and it looks like that's been put on hold because TNA, uh, what, whatever buzz there was, I always thought it was artificial, but whatever buzz there was seems to have, uh, you know, the, 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 those bees have died. I know we're not supposed to kill bees, but those those bees aren't buzzing. Why not? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they, 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 do the, they do that for themselves, but carry no, on. No, I thought they were yellow. Humanity goes extinct as well. Um Anyway, so TM, TNA, you know, the drama continues. They, they're still trying to get Scott DeMore rehired, which is not happening. They've already announced the new team of bookers. It's like Delirious, Tommy Dreamer, and a third person. I don't, I don't know who it is. I don't remember. I don't care. It's TNA. Um, their, their numbers aren't good. This is from FIFO. So last week I reported I could not find the numbers for February 1st and February 8th. FIFO last week reported that they couldn't find, I mean, earlier this week, rather, reported that they couldn't find the numbers anywhere for February 1st and February 8th. That is extremely unusual for them to report that they couldn't find the numbers. Uh, I did find numbers for February 15th. Oh. I have to admit, I'm not that confident in them. Um, but I, and I also found a German source, but I don't read German, so I could be getting the numbers wrong there, and theirs were higher, and it doesn't make sense, and it might be the wrong date, and it also showed a demo of 0.16, and the the highest demo I can remember recently for TNA is 0.02, so I'm thinking that that was for February of 2023, the the, the German one, so I'm going to go with the American version of a source that, that is usually pretty reliable. Anyway, the 15th, a week ago, 86,000 uh, with a demo of, I think, 0. 0.02 uh, or 0. 0.01, whatever, whatever it was. So that, that you know, still under, you know, probably better than the first and the eighth, which didn't manage to get reported. I mean, when it's not reported, I mean, those are like the New Japan numbers that are you know, typically under 50,000. So that that's like really bad. Um, but this is still pretty bad. Um, and probably some of it was people tuning in to see if the Scott DeMore thing was a work or there was going to be movement. No, <laughs> instead they got Simon Gotch, you know, <laughs> the, the former vlogger. They did. I, I saw that episode. You that did? Was the episode, so. So, I did. That was the only episode I got to watch uh, fully because I watched CNA through uh, YouTube. 
Well, listen, well, tell us, what, what are your thoughts on TNA? This situation, TNA just generally? I mean, the whole TNA situation, I mean, I think it sucks that they let go of Scott Demore. I, I mean, when Scott Demore was the one, and I can only go by what I saw off television. I don't know what's going on backstage. I don't have any sauces and all that stuff. But when he was the one bringing TNA and he said, yeah, we're TNA and we're back. Oh, wait, we can curse it. We're fucking back. I was excited for that. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, you never left because I kept saying TNA, but I was with it. And I thought them letting them go. And I've heard things. I don't know what to believe. I just think it sucks. When that you're they with left. it, are you, are you with it? Are you getting jiggy with it? Or is there a different kind of with it? What is, what is with it? I am getting jiggy with it, uh, Jeff. I am. I, like, I could sit here and say, I can get jiggy with this. Like, I would sit here and say, I can't get jiggy with this. Like, if I had Popeye's biscuits and there's no jelly, I cannot get jiggy with that because I like jelly with my biscuits. I see. So, do you go na 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 when you're watching uh, TNA? Absolutely. What, what uh, the LO Cool J hat, too. I don't know what it's called. I always call it the LO Cool J hat. Uh, I think it was that kangaroo hat. I think it was called. Okay. You look like you would have worn. Yeah, I think he, yeah. You seem like the kind of guy who wore it back in the day with the sweatsuit. Um, I wasn't really much of a sweatsuit kanga hat kind of guy. I do have one of those cappies though, but it's 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 like nice. sort of the, the divot that, that makes it the kanga. It's just a it's just it's just a regular old man like 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 an av- <laughs> like an Irish taxi driver like a, like a like a newsboy from 1920. I, I've got. I've got just the old man. Oh, one of those hats. Oh, okay. When you said the newsboy, I remember those. I'm acting like I was there in the back in the day and stuff like that. But I remember always seeing like that kind of hat, and they wore like these big shirts and you know all what? this stuff. I, I'm going to wear it once on a on a UPR show because I'm going to run. You out should of hats. totally bring that because you are you are the hat man. But the thing about that hat is that it's it's the kind of hat that if it's raining, that keeps the rain off your head, but it also doesn't mess up your hair. That, that's the thing about the hat. Does it look cool? No. Do you look like an old man? Would your kids be embarrassed if you're walking around with it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at a certain age, you stop caring about things like that and care more about your hair's not getting messed up and you're being kept dry. Um, that's true. This right. is true. So this TNA, the drama continues. The uh, hire back Scott Demore movement. It, it seems like it died. But they're not going to bring him back. I, I think they wanted to from the. Stuff that I hear and stuff like that, I don't really read a lot of uh, 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 dirt sheets and all that stuff, right? Every now and then if I hear something, but I feel like Anthem just wanted to have one of their people in it because I remember doing this show and I think I was doing it with Steve and he mentioned and he said uh, Scott Demore was trying to get TNA on another channel and they didn't like that. And I don't remember all the stuff, but I remember hearing, I was like, wait, why is that bad? Because... I used to have access on my TV and then they took away my access. <laughs> so I sit here and go, if you're a wrestling network, I mean, network, if you're a wrestling promotion, you want to be on like Raw is on USA, SmackDown, Fox, uh, they're moving, right? Uh, Raw is going to be on Netflix. A lot of people have Netflix. You want to be on a channel or a station or a streaming thing where people have it. Like, I mean, I don't see TNA being on HBO Max, but that would have been fantastic. Um, there we go. There's that word again. F mm-hmm. fantastic, folks. But you want to be on one of these things where people can watch you. Not a lot of people have access. I, I don't. I didn't even know I had access until one day I just bumped into it. Well, like everything are... else in life. <laughs> those are the stories floating around uh, about Scott mm-hmm. Moore. Is that is that um, you know one he might have been too chummy with the with the staff, uh, too too much of a friend, not a boss. 
Two, that he was trying to shop around TNA, TNA or Impact to get a better TV contract. But also part of that was that he was also he was trying to buy it and he uh, approached them yeah, I heard that, yeah. buying it. And that was part of his plan. Now, I can answer the question why they don't want a different TV deal is because Axis is owned by Anthem. Anthem uh, owns TNA. It's their content. Mm. It's the same reason Sinclair didn't try to get a better TV deal for Ring of Honor because it's on their damn channel. They just wanted it for cheap content. It's a budget Make, item. Mm, it, you know, as sense. long as it breaks even or whatever, and then occasionally they gave them more money, and you know, and every now and then they would do better on a pay per view or, or you know, sell out two houses and in Las Vegas, but you know, that would be like, you know, 1400 and 1600 people for wrestling is okay. But you know, I go to Maryland championship wrestling. They routinely do four or 500 people. I mean, you know, they, they, they usually will bring in someone like, uh, you know, a, a Matt Riddle or something or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. But I think people do go there to follow the, the local talent as well. I know they do. Um, cause I see them. Uh, but, yes, uh, yeah. but I mean, but that's the simple reason. And like Bischoff tried the same thing with WCW and then he was gone. I mean, owners don't like you trying to buy their company, even if you're trying to make them a fair offer. Because, you know, the, if they want to sell, they're going to put something up for sale. Or if they don't want to sell it, you better come to them with an overvalued offer. Otherwise, they're not interested. Um, so... And they get insulted even when maybe they shouldn't be. But this is this is their property, so it's it's on it's on their channel. So that that's the reason why. And uh, you know, one might think, well, Anthem could make more money if they you know, you know if they put it on a different. Channel. But that's it, it. You have to share it, and and then the then the labor is going to want more money, and then you know everything gets more complicated. The promotion is different. You have to buy commercial time. It's you know the, the 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 taping schedule may not work. This well, there's a lot of hassles in it, and that they just didn't want to go through. Yeah, everything's more complicated. It's, but but basically, I, I still think Scott Demore was the best thing for business. But that's just coming from just a fan. Um, I I can't sit here and do business and numbers and stuff. But just as a fan, I was really pretty much rooting for him. And he didn't seem like that because you mentioned something about him being a boss and being chummy. But he seemed like the boss who, I mean, he was he wasn't gonna let the you know, image from the asylum. I didn't see that kind of vibe from him, but okay. uh, TNA's loss is uh, another wrestling organization's uh, game because I think that's going to be a big pickup for anybody who picks up Scott Demore. Right. Now, a little bit more information on TNA. They, uh, in further uh, telling the, the locker room to shut the F up, they ex- they picked up their option to extend Josh Alexander's contract for another two years or whatever it was, even though he didn't, he asked them not to extend him. And so I guess when they took, you know, arguably one of their bigger names, you know, one of their more respect talents and basically said, we don't care what you want. We own your ass. Um, the, you know, that's sort of an explanation point at the shut the fuck up. The, we're the boss. You're not. Uh, so I think if anyone thinks that, they're going to bring back Scott Demore there. You're, you're sad. Yeah. I don't see Scott Demore coming back. I, I don't. Yeah. And I don't even think Scott Demore honestly would want to even come back. Uh, I don't know. I, I've heard different things. Sure. Like, like uh, I think it was wrestling soup said, apparently like his family is big in construction in the South and he comes from money. I don't know if that's the case. And I don't know that his family having money means he has money. I, I, I just don't know, but okay. no, I, I, I think that he would. Cause I think he loves that place. Uh, if it was on his terms, but, uh, you know, and you know, wrestling people who, who hate routinely get, I mean, CM Punk is, is a, a, a WWE. Example. 
I mean, you know, Andrade, you know, left, you know, basically begging to be released. And now he, and then he got begged to be released. Like, I'm not sure that Andrade isn't a, you know, malcontent. But anyway, I mean, we've seen much stranger things in, in wrestling occur. All right. So a few more little business things. Yeah, like Bill Goldberg in a ring. Exactly. Um, so one, the way you feel about Bill Goldberg in the ring is the way I feel about this. The the, the Rocks movie studio is is considering they're doing a Ric Flair movie. What, what is left to learn about Ric Flair? I mean, I, I feel like we know too much already. And mm. if anything, that his little segment last night on dynamite assured sure. me that I was right the whole time that this retirement thing is a ruse. This is not a retirement match. This is a, this is a retirement angle and it still is going to end with one last match with sting and flair. But uh, Jeff, does anybody, I don't mean, uh, uh, once again, don't mean to interrupt you. You're saying some great things, uh, except that last part. No one wants to see that, but I did want to touch in. Do you two people think, do. You said two? Yes. Ric Flair and Tony Khan. <laughs> Just, they don't count. Right. But I do say, they don't count. Come on. What are we talking about? It's like, you know, it's like, no. you tell them, I, I, I can't I even follow up with that. Moment, I had a Scooby-Doo moment, Ron. I had a Scooby-Doo moment. Oh, don't you do that. You know how I feel about some damn Scooby-Doo. I know. I know. That's... But I do ask this. Um, you mentioned this Ric Flair movie. Do you think... I don't know what the numbers was for uh, what was this called? The claw, right? The um, yeah, the iron claw. I'm not gonna say a play. I don't. I'm trying to find the words, but like they saw the iron claw and was like, oh, let's do a movie on. Because I agree. I mean, you've there's all these documentaries on Ric Flair. He, he had one on. I mean, on well, not the network. What was it on? Peacock. Peacock. And then he had that one on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know a lot about Ric Flair. Things I didn't even care to learn about Ric Flair. I mean, Ric Flair. They talked about having a half-brother and not wanting to meet him, um, not knowing his real parents. Uh, he'd been in, like, what, two plane crashes. Uh, I, I just don't see what this what this movie would give. I don't either. And, you know, The Rock made Fighting With My Family, which cost $11 million to make. Generally, a movie needs to make twice what its budget was because of promotion and stuff. Now, that was probably lightly promoted, but apparently it made in like $17 million, probably a little bit more after, you know, DVRs and, you know, people who bought it and stuff like that. So it, it probably made a nominal profit. Um, the Iron Claw, the budget was something like 12 or 15, I think it was like 15 million or 18 million. And it it did more than double. It, it did thirty-three million, and but I don't know that that was because of wrestling. I mean, there was wrestling built into it. You got Texas. You got the Texas is a bigger market than say the UK. The Von Erichs okay. are sort of religion, but I think also the fact that there was a twenty-four, the studio. They have a pretty impressive track record as an oh, independent okay. filmmaker of like they're yeah, not even really that. considered indies anymore. Like. Yeah, they did Hereditary. They, they they did The Witch. They did everything all at once, all the time. You know where they won the Oscar. I mean, they, they've done a bunch of big movies. The The Northman. I mean, they they're not really and they did this. So I mean, I think A twenty four has a lot of cred. They have a lot of cred in the horror community and in the indie community, but in mainstream. I don't know. I mean, I didn't listen. I didn't see the Iron Claw. I've heard nothing but good things about it. But yeah. You know, a24 announced a deal with Max, so I'm, you know, it's already available for purchase and rental. I'm sure it'll be on Max in seven weeks. That's fine. I can, I, I, I can wait. No problem. Um, 
but I don't mm. think that, that that movie's success started as a renaissance in wrestling oriented films. Like I know people are like, they have to do an Eddie, Eddie Guerrero movie. I mean, with all due respect, no one's going to see an Eddie Guerrero movie, but uh, you don't think so. I, I think people like, I mean, I, I, feel, I, I feel like Eddie was so beloved that people would go out to say, and, and not to say people would not go see a Ric Flair movie. I have no interest in it personally to see this. Um, I don't want to see, and as, at this point too, I, you know, how does this movie ends? Does it have where Ric Flair, he's like, you know what we should do? Let's have some woo wings because I saw those wings and I was very upset. As a guy who loves wings, I would never eat there. <laughs> I would I probably end at his most recent marriage or commitment ceremony, whatever it was, and just <laughs> stop there. Uh, or maybe him, you know, at WrestleMania watching Charlotte in, in the main event with Rhea and and ended there. Does this movie um does this movie end with like text and Ric Flair went on to have one more match with Sting? I don't I don't know how it ends. I mean, you know, the thing mm-hmm. about a movie is they take a while to, you know, make Yeah. Them, you know, yeah. so the, the the end doesn't have to be written yet. The and the end might be with Ric Flair, the end is always near. Um I have no interest <laughs> in this movie. I, I you nah, know same. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that The Rock always has the smartest business sense. I mean, God bless him for the XFL emerging with the the USFL. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, you know, I'm sort of yeah. looking at the UFL yeah. uh, promo. I might be doing a podcast on the UFL, probably on UPR, but also probably with my son. Um, which will oh, be, that's fantastic! Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's he's agreed to do this in concept, and he's he's a much bigger football fan than I am, mostly because he's young and has time for it, and doesn't do nine thousand wrestling shows a week. Um, oh yeah, you're, you're the most hardest working man in podcasts. Yeah, the, the, and for no no particular reason either. Um, but yeah, so we've got that. And in other business news, uh, TKO uh, signed a five year live event exclusive deal with with Akvibe, um, which. I'm not clear if that's just the arena in Anaheim or if Akvibe owns a series, a bunch of arenas around the country. Um, but when we were talking about synergies between TKO and WWE, when I say we, I mean Hammerlock Hangover, because I, I'm not sure if you were part of the show at the time or not. But, you know, I was saying the synergies are going to be they're They're probably going to do events in, in the same city during the same weekend. And they're, and they're going to do, you know, they're not going to have crossover matches, but you'll see WWE people promoting their events and you'll see UFC people promoting WWE events or, or vice versa. And so that's what we've learned that, that they've already event announced a back-to-back UFC and WWE event in Anaheim. One night will be UFC. The next night it'll be a WWE show. And that very same night, Mike Chandler, who's a UFC fighter, cut a promo on raw and called out Conor McGregor, which, yeah, all but means that they, he's already agreed to the fight. Um, and so, you know, so we're seeing those synergies and those, that's the kind of business stuff that I was always expecting from TKO. Not that, you know, you would get Matt Riddle fighting Conor McGregor or, you know, or Bobby Lashley fighting, I don't know, Randy Couture, who's a hundred, but I, you know, whatever that is. So, <laughs> Wait, just, you said, did you just say Randy Couture is a hundred? Yeah. Okay. He's probably not a hundred. He's probably like 55. Okay, yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. Randy Couture still kicks ass. I think he was in that movie with Kevin James. But carry on. Okay, well, yeah, well, Kevin James, my doppelganger, my doppelganger. All right, <laughs> all right. So on the road, to, before we go on the road to Perth, I want to talk we're to you. Driving about, there? Yes, we're driving oh. there. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun road trip, especially when we hit the Pacific. Um, 
<laughs> I can't swim, Jeff. Well, you'll have plenty of time to learn. <laughs> so, um, so these NXT vignettes about the mm-hmm. this mystery person, you know, everyone's been speculating that who it could be. And, you know, mm-hmm. I sort of think maybe it's just T and Shaw being reintroduced because we, Dante Chen and oh, Bo been fired. Zia Lee ain't doing nothing. And Wendy Chu hasn't been fired. And I know that none of them are being fired until China absolutely says, you're never getting a TV contract in in, in China. And uh, and I know Dante Chen is from Singapore, but that's basically just a money laundering city for, for you know, it's a banking, nobody asks questions, mostly for China. Uh, and I'm not sure if Wendy Chu is Chinese or Korean, but I mean, Koreans are ethnically Chinese. Um, but Xia Li and Bo yeah, are Chinese. And, you know, and, and yeah. Anyway, that that's my that's one of my cue cons anyway. But that's interesting that you uh, say um, say that because I I don't have any idea who this is, and we don't get a chance to talk about it a lot on um, Dan X T Review Show because there's been a few times. But who do I think it is? I was trying to see if, if she's. I'm surprised. I just looked up Wendy Chu, mm-hmm. and she's from Queens, so she, she will forever be. And good graces with me because I am from Queens. So shout yeah. out to Wendy Chu. I didn't know that. She's your homegirl. Um, yeah, she is the homegirl. You should marry Chu. her. I think she's already married. You should do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Just yeah, you're, you're already married. Can you make room for me? Yeah, it there we go. Sounds like her husband's problem, not yours. There we go. I, what if her husband knows how to do like a spinning back kick to send me to like the other dimension or whatever? But that who do I think a lot it is? To your problem. That that is definitely my problem. Yeah. Um, she is Chinese American. Hey. I just wanted to look that up. Who do I think? It, it, that's a really good question. I really have no idea who it is, but I do love being on Twitter and people trying to figure out who it is. Someone told me it was Freddie Frazbear from Five Nights at Freddy, and I <laughs> believed it. So I'm just gonna go with it's Freddie Frazbear. How about the, it's it's Pooh from Pooh Blood and Honey? <laughs> oh my God, that would be so great! Because like. He didn't talk in that movie Barely. until the end. He said, you left me. So, yeah, he's probably writing it. <laughs> he killed everyone but Christopher. And then the, the thing. But that should be Pooh Bear. That would be great. But um, I do like your idea about that because you was a big fan of this group. Or, yeah. or at least. Um, I'm like the only I'm one. Like, <laughs> you was, yeah, no, but you was a big fan. But I did like that Zia Lee a lot more. I wish they did do more with her on the main roster. I was a um when they called her up, I said, oh, this is great. Um, I didn't expect her to be women's champion right away or anything like that. But I just thought, like, you got something there. I thought she had a really great act. The presentation was fantastic. And I don't know. It's just like they forgot about her. Yeah. Um, I think her and Ivy Nile would be a kick-ass t- tag team, by the way. You know, I never thought about that as a team. Are you big on Ivy, uh, Ivy Niles? I mean, she's like a tough UFC, like, you know, sort of like like a legit Layla Hirsch type. She's like a legit wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, tough person, strong muscles. Xylee's also a fitness person, but she's got more of the martial arts. I think between them, yeah. they, they, they they could be like the, you know, this would be a terrible name, but something like the Little Killers, you know, or. They're small, so I get know, it. Like, like we're small, but we'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, you could call them the Pitbulls and it, it would be fair, but that doesn't sound really, I mean, fit, I, I mean, I know. It sounds like it leans more into um, Ivy's thing. I know you want to yeah. have a com- combination of their names, but I think that would be a great 
I, I, I never thought about that being a team, but I think that's an interesting team to have. What do they call those, those Chinese guard lions that are outside, like, all, like, uh, Buddhist temples mm -hmm. and Shinto temples in Japan? I can easily Google, Google that because you asked me that. I was going to say, lions, Jeffrey, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, they look they look sort of like – they look more like pug dogs, but they're lions. But maybe the name of that is would lend itself. Anyway, my latest mm -hmm. theory – you know how, how Camille's been, like, you know – she was definitely with NXT. Now she's definitely going to AEW. And then she cut some yeah. video that, that she said she's deciding between she's obviously from WWE, AEW, and TNA. And it's going to be at – and it cuts off. But the video does capture where she was was taping it, where she was videoing wow. it. And it was some like Edgewater or something. And it was in Claremont or Cla Claremont Park, Florida, which apparently is in the Orlando area. So oh, I'm that thinking, sound like NXT. Exactly. So I my, my theory now is that she always was going to WWE. They they, they put out some disinformation, or maybe she was. I mean, but this is for her. This is this is because it keeps saying all men will see the evil. All men, and everyone's saying, well, that's not going to be you know, it's going to be a man because men face men, not women don't face women in WWE. But she might be using men as you know gender neutral, like all mankind, and and she's, she's going to fight McFoley. And she's also someone who wouldn't, yes. And she's also someone who I don't think would be uh, shy away from, from fighting. I mean, that, that was her gimmick when she was Nick Aldis's bodyguard is that she would step in front of him and she would, you know, throw hands with, with the dudes. I um, feel like her being in NXT would be a great fit. Like I'm not super familiar with her stuff. I've seen very little of it. And the thing with AEW, and I, I said this on the show two weeks ago when I was on with Steve, you're going to get ready to have Mercedes Monet. I would hate to go on after Mercedes Monet. No disrespect to Camille, but going after – once you have Mercedes, you know they're going to put the spotlight on her. And I, I'm pretty sure they'll try their best to feature Camille, but you, I, I just can't help but say you know for a fact Mercedes is getting the spotlight because it's Mercedes Monet. And, and, mm -hmm. and when Britt Baker gets healthy and when Jamie Hayter comes back and it's Britt Baker, I mean, can you imagine the politicking? I mean, pretty much Mariah mm -hmm. May is, is already relegated to a sidekick. Um, you know, Queen Aminata was, you know, sort of hired as enhancement talent. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Diana Perrazzo, I never thought she had sizzle, but some people did. But I think even the people who thought she had sizzle realized that she did. You know, her, her sizzle is kind of cold, um, especially last night. Listen, the Diana Perrazzo is supposed to be the greatest technical women's technical wrestler now, you know, and some people say ever. Uh, some people say she's the best women's wrestler, period. And she and I saw the worst women's match ever on TV last night. And it's not like she was with a rookie or local enhancement talent. She was with Madison Rain, who is a 20 year veteran and the women's trainer for AW. Now. I don't know that Matt, I don't think Madison Rain was ever a terrific wrestler, but she's not a rookie and, and she's not terrible. And this was the worst wrestling match I've ever seen. So some of that has to go on Deanna's shoulders because she's supposed to be the female ring general. And mm -hmm. and I, I know this it's not politically correct, but she's short. She's a little bit dumpy. She's, I mean, she's not ugly, but she's not hot. She doesn't have the statuesque build. She doesn't have the, you know, the Jade Cargill or, or you know, or uh, Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair kind of build. Uh, you know, she doesn't even have the Carmella or Tiffany Stratton kind of build. She doesn't have the Liz, Liv Morgan kind of build. I mean, she, she looks like a, a, an average woman from New Jersey. Um, and that was a shitty match. And so I guess, you know. So, not her best. 
Yeah, and, and Mercedes is going to push her down and everyone else down too. And I mean, remember Taya Valkyrie a year ago was supposed to be the, the solidifier. She's, she's just, you know, on Ring of Honor, or, you know, if, if at all. Uh, now, I know they gave her and Hennigan a TV show, sort of. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. If I was Camille, I wouldn't want to go there either, unless they're just paying me a small fortune and I have tons of free time and I have other things to do with my free time, other projects. I can right. understand that. Wow, what was that? Oh, you saw the thing we're coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had a notification on my phone. Wow, okay. <laughs> All right. So, Oh, the um, thing was, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say, uh, the Chinese guard lions, or they said imperial guard, uh, guardian lions. That's uh, what you were talking about before, right? Right. Is it, well, it, but what, is there phonetics as how to say it in Chinese? I can't read that. I mean, I guess you could call them the Imperial Guards. I mean, that, that's, I mean... The Imperial Guardians, you know, yeah. I mean, you, no, could I short, you could short it up by IG, you know, I mean... That, oh, they say, um, I'm sorry, they say Stone Lions or Sushi, that's S-H-I-S-H-I. Okay, oh. that's a Shishi, which uh, that is Shishi, a terrible, okay. that's a terrible name for a tag team. So, Imperial Guards. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't like that as a name either. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so on the road to Perth, um, Austin Theory... We're driving there. Right, got, got got bothered by a member of the media uh, saying, hey, hey, mate, you know, the wrestling was fake. And Austin Theory went full uh, Dr. Death, David who Schultz. Who said that? Was that Inspector Gadget? Like, <laughs> Yes, it was Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh, shit. He said, go Gadget, go. <laughs> I was going to say, why is Inspector Gadget saying that to Austin Theory? Listen, Thank I you. love stuff. <laughs> cranky his, his hat and he just goes into a freaking building because he was an idiot but um I, I love stuff like this because look i, I understand wrestling stage but when i hear fake I'm, i kind of roll my eyes at it so i like that awesome thing he got into his face and he was like Me too. someone wrote someone wrote something online and he said grayson is rubbing off on him but i like that because like dude why are you saying stupid stuff like that like i just think that's so disrespectful oh you know what's fake like how do you say that to the person like yeah we've all known that from the 80s i mean the guy knows the guy knows his job is i mean when like if he Mm -hmm. sees chris helmsford does he go you know you're not really the god of thunder right (laughs) yeah right i had someone one time at my job and he said yeah you know i like halle berry as storm but you know, she can't really fly. I was like, oh, I'm sorry that she can't really fly. I was like, get out of my face, dog. Right, but, um, right. but, but, find me the actress who can, and I will agree that, with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put them on stage, right? We're like, hey, can you actually fly? But, um, watch this. I, it turns out to be like Roseanne Barr or something. And then you're like, ah, shit. Oh, my <laughs> God. And you know what? And someone would be like, I knew it. <laughs> I just knew it. Um, but I really do like stuff like that where you put these people in their place because it's just it's just disrespectful. Like I, I think you noted on the head, like we know these actors can't fly and shoot webs. And I saw Madam Webb and I was very uh, uh, I laughed throughout the whole movie. But I know these people can't do these things. But no one's gonna go up to them and say like, yeah, you know, you can't really climb up walls. Um, and I just thought it was rude. I think he thought he was saying something where he thought he said something clever. He wasn't. He thought he was what the cool kid said was cooking. No, he just burned the kitchen. And Austin Theory said, I'm going to put this, I'm going to flame this motherfucker up a little bit more. So, um, love that. I love that. Good for Austin Theory and that guy. And that guy looked like he, I, and you know, I was watching this through my phone. And I was like, man, something really smelled pretty shitty. Oh, he just shit himself. Yeah, absolutely. So you and my, you and I, we agree that empirically speaking, we have proven the theory that Austin Theory reacted properly. Uh, and we support. Yes. All right. So another quick news, and then we'll get to, uh, 
uh, we'll take the rest of the show for Elimination Chamber, I think. Someone sure. named Jennifer Pepperman was hired by AEW as a writer and executive vice president. She was a writer for WWE. She wrote soap operas. She actually won three Emmys for soap operas. Uh, she was also one of the people named in the, the writer who filed a lawsuit saying that there were racist storylines. That that case got voluntarily dismissed, probably settled. Nobody really knows. Um, you know, I never put much stock into it, but you know how AEW fans, they were saying, oh, everyone there is a racist. Jennifer Popperman was one of the writers named as, as putting forward storylines. Um, you know, now mm. it's terrific. You know, Tony Khan said, we're not going to be, we're not going to be sports entertaining. We're not going to use writers. Well, now he's hiring writers. Great idea, Tony. I mean, uh, and yeah. by the way, I agree. They, they need people. I don't think it's going to make a difference because he's hired a parade of people and nothing changes, but you know, what do you think of this? But the, 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 the main thing I'm getting is that apparently Jennifer Pepperman worked very closely with, Sasha Banks left Mercedes yeah. and this was sort of it's like her personal writer sort of like Brian Gerwitz has been for The Rock so Rock yeah what are your thoughts I, I think I think you noted on the head I think they just wanted to hire her just for Mercedes like she's familiar with Mercedes um, she's someone who who sound like Mercedes very comfortable with and they wanted to make sure that when you bring in Mercedes that, she, they, that it just sounded like they're throwing up the red carpet for her or maybe blue. It depends on what color of hair uh, Mercedes is going to have. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they just want to give her everything and make her as comfortable as possible on AEW. Because I'm not super familiar with her. I really just started getting familiar with the last few days. And they were like, oh, she was this writer. And she was familiar yeah. with Mercedes. Who would be familiar with what the writers and individual writers are wrestling down? I'm familiar with Dr. Seuss. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, nobody would. I mean, we, we, we think we know what Vince McMahon liked. We think we know what Vince Russo liked. And we think we know what Eric Bischoff liked. And aside from that, you know, we have a pretty good idea that, that Bruce Pritchard liked whatever Vince liked. Uh, and we know what Jim Cornette likes. Beyond that, I'm sure that there's some, some you know, diehards out there. If we want to think about it, we can think of others. But same. Sure. Um, it's just it's just the hypocrisy. And listen, I I, I was not down with that suit. I, I think that what happens in the the writer's room, unless it's meant for abusive or or bad, malicious purposes, should be a free zone. Like comedians writing jokes, it should be a free zone, and not everything's going to fly. Um, I mean, if the, I think if we had these kinds of modern ideas, like the wire, never would have been made. Uh, you know, uh, you never would have had like, you know, a Western where, you know, Homeland would have never been made, uh, you know, some, you know, because you, because nobody can be a villain. The only people who can be a villain are, you know, well, not, not even white Russians anymore. They have to be, you know, sort of uh, white, vaguely Eastern Europeans <laughs> or, or British. <laughs> British can still be villains. Um, all right. So a few, a few injuries to go through, then we're going to get there. Uh, Nikita Lyons sure. had a setback on her, on her way. Um, I don't know any details about it, but that can't be good. I, I gotta say, no. I'm not too surprised because she's she's a big girl and she doesn't wrestle like a big girl. And and you know, once your knees start to get weak, you know that that doesn't get better. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I hate to say this. Lola Vice is sort of the same wrestler, and and she's got a better you know she's better on the mic and has a better persona. But it's still it, sad for a lot of people. Really dug Nikita Lyons. It's very unfortunate for her because she just came back. She, I feel like she had maybe two or three matches and then got hurt. And I don't think this is good because with her getting hurt, and you just mentioned Lola Vice. Lola Vice, I don't know her experience, how long she's been doing this, right? 
but she's been getting some screen time, mm-hmm. and it just pushes Nikita back some push her back because you watch NXT, right? Um, and I said right because I see your tweet. <laughs> but you have Lola Vise, you have we Keanu, used to do a show uh, together. We used to do a show together. Mind blowing. Technically, this counts as a show that we do together. We just don't have matching gear. We got to work on that. Um, but there's all these other women who's on the up and cu- up and coming up <laughs> uh, that I feel like as all these women are coming up, it pushes her back. And there was a time where they looked like they really, really wanted to push her. But then you have all these other women that's going to be ahead of her. So I just think it's so unfortunate for her. It is. And you're right there. I mean, I, I think that there's somewhere in the neighborhood of two or three do- dozen women who are just mm-hmm. either ready for the main roster now or will be within the next year or two. And it's mm-hmm. an embarrassment of riches. And I, I mean, I, I think that they're going to have to make a, a two hour women show just because they have too, too many, they have too many good women to not give more time. I, I, and I would, you know what? It, um, I would be for that. I would be for that. So there's some like, uh, uh, Keanu James, a lot of people are big on her. You don't get to see her all the time, but people, great. Oh, you are you a big fan of hers? I, I think I think that she can have a Miz like career. Okay. Oh, you can see her on the main roster. Oh, for sure. I think she's 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 mm-hmm. amazingly athletic. I think she's more athletic than the Miz, but I think that she's someone that mm-hmm. have a twenty year career. She could do shows. She could be a spokesperson. She can be a wrestler. She can be mm-hmm. on the low card. She can be on the high card. She can be a she champion gets it. every now and then. She can be different yeah. kinds of champions. Yeah, I, I think I think there's nothing that she can't do. And and actually, this Izzy Dane, who I had no interest in. Now I like her. I like her with Kiana, and and you know, and, and does it give you uh does it give you the same vibe like, like how Dakota uh, I almost said Johnson. Oh my God, uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel was no, it doesn't because that was that was very oh, okay. much to me a, a Diesel Shawn Michaels thing. Okay, this this is different. It's it's it okay. Virgil was smaller than the Million Dollar Man, so replace Virgil. And take Jim Cornette's henchman, the big boss man. It would have been like if the million dollar man <laughs> was the big boss man. That's the vibe I get from this. <laughs> that's an interesting connection. I don't know. I just think that's so interesting. Okay, cool. All right. Well, who else have we got on the uh, bracket? Were you saying injuries? Who else well, we got? your old friend, El Hijo del Vikingo, injured his knee, uh, which apparently was mm. already injured. He injured in Mexico. What a shock. Sounds like it may be pretty bad, but who knows? Because uh, not even sure what company or he works for mostly. I think he's still under AAA contract, but you know, once you get that AW oh, okay. money, you, you you tend not to go back too often. But anyway, uh, so that's one. Okay, so last night on Dynamite, it looked like Madison Rain broke her neck. She apparently didn't. They said she's fine, but they lie about stuff like that all the time. Dax Harwood looked like he tweaked his knee to me. They said he's fine. Um, I don't believe them, and that's the same knee that he wears that Stone Cold Steve Austin knee brace on. Same thing Nikita Lyons was wearing, by the way. And Hangman Page uh, looked like he he did something this hammy. They said it was an ankle injury, but he's fine. But I also saw a report late in the day that while he's definitely fine, they're thinking about pulling him from Revolution, which is like like the lead story uh, on on this. Now, listen, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if they're right. thinking about pulling. I don't know if it's a work. I don't know if he's really hurt. I don't know if they were thinking about pulling him anyway. I, you know, I don't know. I never thought he was going to win that anyway. I always thought that. The, yeah, I thought he was going to take the pin, honestly. Yeah. 
Well, I thought Joe would take the pin, but like I thought what would happen was Hangman would deliver the move, but Swerve would do something smart and kick Hangman and throw him out, and he'd still wow. win. And, you know, everyone's wow. like, oh, Joe's not going to be that short a champion. I, I think Joe's absolutely going to be that short a champion. Um, oh, but that, wow. that okay. but we'll do predictions on Revolution next week. But so I don't know if any of these people are actually injured or not, but it looked like two out of three of them were certainly injured, and the third, probably something. Um, now, maybe this is just something that happens to Dax, and that's why he wears the brace. Maybe he can't injure it more, but I don't buy that. I mean, we just talked about Nikita Lyons. So, um, mm-hmm. And Robert Roode announced that he is cleared. He's medically cleared to wrestle again, but he likes his job producing. Uh, now, someone on X said they thought that the vignettes for NXT might be for Robert Roode. And I'm like, dude, nah. they don't do introductory vignettes for 45-year-olds on NXT. I mean, he may work in NXT if he wants to wrestle, but they, they, these are for new people or young people that they're still trying to make and build a character for. Um, yeah. So anyway. It doesn't even seem like a Bobby Root-like thing. I mean, yeah. I, I listen to his interview. I mean, when I'm at work, I have some time. I listen to a lot of podcasts, even sometimes the hammer like hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I was listening Only to your own. Yeah, no, I listen to when I'm not on. I listen to both you and Steve because I think you guys are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already, I've heard myself. I'm, I'm not that egotistical, <laughs> Jeff. But, um, but uh, I was listening to him. I don't believe I, I do. I think there's one more match or a moment or something. I'm sure, but it's not like he's just really settled in. And I just can't see. I can't see this being for Bobby Roode. Like, I, it don't make sense. Like he's talking about. You want to know horror? I'll show you horror. Right. <laughs> it sounds like it's a Mordecai or, you know. A, yeah. you know the, oh, the, that would be so great if they bought him back. <laughs> well, not even him, but that same sort of character. I mean, I think that that yeah. character had legs. And I think they gave up on it too, too soon. Like, like sort of mm-hmm. like like a de- demonic, ultra-Orthodox, you know, nondescript religion, which is somewhere between, you know, <laughs> Luciferianism and some Orthodox Christianity. You know, I if, mean, if Joe Gacy wasn't on, I would have thought that would have been Joe Gacy. If Joe Gacy was, because it comes off a little Joe Gacy. It wise. does. It does. If it, the problem with Joe Gacy, well, one of the problems with Joe Gacy, and like, you know, people love Gacy and Dijak, and, and I think they do both do a good job there, especially Gacy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're both 30 oh, yeah. this year. Like, there's, there's not going to be a lot of investment in Joe Gacy or Dijak at their ages. You know, it's, it's just like, why bother? Especially when they have, you know, guys like Obafemi and Lex. Obafemi is so fantastic. And like all the people that were in the, out of the mud and all the people who were in the breakout, I can't think of many of their names. Talking about the younger, the younger guys rather than the older. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's a, and I hear you when you say that I'm happy for Dijak because I've always liked, I, I, I appreciate Dijak's work. When he went to the main roster, things wasn't going his way. They they, they called him freaking T-Bar. Um, stupid. And now, I mean, I like this whole he's Batman. Joe Gacy is supposed to be his Joker. Um, and there's something about this where it works. Matter of fact, on Twitter last week, they had, if you like Joe, uh, Dijak's tweet, I think it had to be one million likes or something. I don't know. I'm terrible with numbers once again. He would throw Joe Gacy off the bridge. I was very upset that he didn't do that. I felt very misled. Well, there was something like he, he said, T-Bar is a good rapper's name and T-Pain yeah. is a good wrestler's name. How did we get this wrong? So that, that was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could work as a tag team. Speaking of tag teams, I wouldn't mind if, like, you know, WWE mm-hmm. or NXT, but it should be WWE, brought in James Storm and let, you know, 
uh, beer money, have one more run, Robert Rudin. Oh, you know, man, that would be so cool. And I mean, whole I think it would be for like four and a half months or something. <laughs> I think it would be cool if they do it and they do it for NXT because I don't think the main roster would get it. I just don't think so. I think NXT yeah. crowd would be they would eat that alive. But I can't say that for the main roster. Like, I know if I'm in the audience and I see that and, and it's on the main roster, I mean it up. But I also see someone looking at me sitting there and say, Someone say, will you please sit down? You just spat in my popcorn. I mean, the and problem I would with is that the, the easiest way to have, for people to have gotten it would be if they attacked Dolph Ziegler, who was, you know, the Dirty Dogs, the other partner of Rob Rue, but he's been released. Not that they can't bring him back and not that he sure. wouldn't come back. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't bring Dolph Ziegler back just for that. Anyway, I, I, mm-hmm. I think people would get mm-hmm. it. I think, I, yes, first of all, I think the glorious music is over. And then if the glorious oh, music yeah. is out, he walks halfway up the ramp, and then you hear like, and it turns back into their like older Southern music. And he's got the vest on, and he puts a cowboy hat back on, and he's got like a beer bottle under, and then the cowboy comes out and goes, sorry about your damn your luck. damn luck, yeah. <laughs> I think it would work, but maybe it'll work better in my match. I don't know, whatever. It's just, it's just sure, idea. sure. No, I love it, though. I'm glad that you mentioned Bear Money don't get recognized, recognized yeah. enough. True, true, true. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know where I was going with the NXT thing and the 37-year-olds, and but, uh, you know, who... who uh, I think he was trying to just point out, like, these guys are a lot older, but there's a lot of younger talent. And I'm glad that you also mentioned Out the Mud, because Out the Mud, they had a really great match all them weeks ago with... Um, the Tony D'Angelo family. And I honestly thought that they were going to be the ones to take the titles off them, but they went with Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin. But I do want to ask you real quick about what do you think about, because I, I, I've, I've heard you a few times and you're like, ah, Braun, this isn't this. But the Hill Run to me was was one of the best things for Braun and it made me even a bigger fan and made me go like, oh, this guy's great. I mean, I, I kind of don't like him being on SmackDown as a face, but I'm happy that he's being called up. Um, but what do you think about them as a as, as a as a tag team champions? And do you see them dropping it at stand and deliver? Yeah, I think they'll drop him with stand and deliver. But I I like this transition where he's both like, you know in both places. And I and I I do think that when he put his finger up and all of the exchange with Heyman is not by coincidence. Like mm. I, I was I was joking somewhere, but I'm only half like I'm putting it out there as a joke. But if it comes true, I'm gonna totally take credit for like yeah, I mean those moments. <laughs> but like. They're like, you know, at WrestleMania, Cody overcomes all of the obstacles, fights off the, the whoever the bloodline members are. You know, he mm-hmm. gets Roman. He's about to win. And all of a sudden, he turns around and eats a spear from Braun Breaker. And everyone's like, what? He's not even bloodline. You see Paul Heyman with a smile from ear to ear, uh, you know, and they're standing next to Scott and Rick. And they're all, you know, you know, <laughs> they're there. Uh, you know, and he's like the, the, the mega heel. And it's like, you know, we've got the two best spears in the business now. And then it ends up being spear versus spear. I know everyone thinks it's going to be solo versus Roman one day. And that is the story that they've sort of planted seeds for. But, you know, you can have more than one villain. More, I mean, just like yeah. Samson, Ron Breaker is not part of this bloodline. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there in the universe. I think that's fun. I think that's fun. I think it gives Braun something to do because I thought Braun – I honestly thought he was going to sign with Raw because I just felt like Mello was going to be a SmackDown guy. I guess mm-hmm. his run there is done for the time being because I see him being called up. But I looked at Braun being on Raw and I said, maybe he's the one to take the championship off of uh, Gunther. Because I felt like they had like a stare off or something like that. And I was like, eh. 
Nobody comes up from NXT and goes straight into a major WrestleMania match. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, a lot of people. Sure. Say, I still think it's going to be Sami Zayn versus Gunther. He's going to be the that's mm-hmm. his only path, and he's the underdog. Um, I don't okay. know if he's going to win. I think he's going to be reunited with Kevin Owens at some point. I'm not sure, uh, but he might win. I wouldn't be surprised. But Gunther will absolutely win that title back before either before or in Germany. Um, but Ooh. what do I think? I, I mean, listen, they put a lot of money in Braun. He's definitely a talented wrestler. As a heel, yeah. he killed it. As a face, I think he got a little stale. I just think that when people see him on the main roster, they're expecting a monster, and it, and he's not really a monster. I mean, he's not small. He's a big, thick guy, but he's only mm-hmm. like 5'11". And, like, you know, he's going to be next to people who are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". He's going to be next to Drew McIntyre and, and Randy Orton and, you know, Olos yeah. and, you know. And, and so I, I, I don't think, like, he's going to look like such a monster. I know that people aren't sizes like I am. But when you are a short muscle guy like a Ridge Holland, it doesn't hit the same if you're a tall muscle guy like Seamus. It's like it, it's you can look at someone as a powerhouse, but when they're like 5'10 or 5'11 or even six feet next to like the six foot five people, it just doesn't like Brock Lesnar six three. That that that's that's what you're you're looking for. Or Bobby Lashley, who's six one but looks like Superman. You know, I I just think that. You can be a, a smaller guy, but you have to have like a different move set. You can't be a power move set guy and not look bigger than everybody else. I mean, I think that's one of the problems with Cross. He doesn't look bigger than everyone else, and he and he look and he's smaller you know, than his uh, dudes. I, I'm, I'm. You said Cross, right? Isn't Cross like six three? They keep they keep saying it, but I see him next to people who are six three, and he looks like he's more like six one, six two, which is taller than me. But he, right. but I hear him say that he's six four, two seventy five. Well, actually, I hear Kevin Castle saying that he says he's six four, two seventy five, but he doesn't look it. Like he, you, you see him next to to Bobby Lashley, and he looks shorter than Bobby Lashley and smaller than Bobby Lashley. Now you can still weigh more people weigh this strange, but Bobby Lashley isn't six, four. He's about six, one. Um, so I don't believe the cross is as big as he, as he says he is, or as Kevin says he is. I mean, anyway, I don't want to get, sure. I feel like I talk way too much about carrying cross, but at this point, you know, doesn't, doesn't merit it yet. I mean, it's been a bunch of years and it hasn't gotten there. Um, and we have, a pretty major pay-per-view to go. Um, I do want to get the ratings out of the way so we can get, we can get into it. So rampage this week, it was not in its regular time slot, slot went lost 156,000, 300,000, even SmackDown went down 10,000, 2.56 million collision. Wasn't even on, not preempted, not moved, not on a different channel, just not on raw went up 122,000 to 1.87 million. NXT breaks my heart, dropped 34,000, uh, down to oh boo! I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Boo! Um, ooh, there's uh, watch NXT. Yeah, there's uh, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, the the Moonlander. Um, uh, the, the well, the the I forgot what the ship is called, but it just uh landed on the south pole of the moon. So that's that's exciting. Uh, it's the first time we've oh, landed nice. since 1972 on the moon. Very cool. Um, so NXT 616 Dynamite. Listen, it's gone up the last two weeks, but it's gone up from eight oh four, eight oh five to eight eleven, and now eight twenty eight. Uh, but it went up seven. But up is up. But it's you know it it's been celebrated sarcastically, sardonically, enthusiastically by some corners, maybe a little bit my corner, as being the one year anniversary of not hitting a million. 
Oh wow! Yeah. So it's been it's been one mil. It's been one year since Dynamite last hit a million in their aggregate viewership. Um, Elimination Chamber. So, <gasps> so mm-hmm. I think no one's really talking about it. So I want to talk about. We have a Grayson Waller effect. Obviously, Austin Theory is there as well. And the guests are supposed to be Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Um, this is a four-card match. So I think the Grayson Waller effect, people say it's going to get 10 minutes. I don't think so. I think the bloodline is going to be there. And I think this is going to turn to a bigger deal. Whatever schmas happens, I think it'll end up, there'll be a TV match, you know, maybe next week, Cody and Seth versus Waller in theory, you know, uh, you know, can they coexist kind of thing. But do you think the Grayson oh. Waller effect is going to be a, you know, maybe like a full 25, 30 minute segment. Or do you think it's no. just a minute thing? I, I think, I think those chambers are going to really eat up the time. And I think that because I think about the rumble and Roy rumble had like four matches and mm-hmm. obviously the Roy rumble and elimination chamber are two different matches, but I feel like those chambers are going to give it a lot of time. Um, and I just looked up this thing for the, uh, the thing of the moon. It's interesting. It's called the uh, Luna South pole Atlantis. I think that's what this thing is called. Uh, but, uh, talking about the moon, but uh, I, I think it's gonna, they're going to give this time, but I don't think this is going to be, uh, 30 minutes CW, um, uncut. <laughs> I don't think that. I think that they're just going to give them some time. Uh, you said, uh, Grayson Waller, um, uh, no, Grayson Waller, right? he's hosting, but Austin there. He should, well, right. He has to be there. He's already there. We talked about how he put that guy in his place. I could see that part where they have a tag team match. Somewhere down the line, somewhere later in the week. If it's not on Raw, maybe on SmackDown. I kind of don't like things like that only because they're supposed to be on different brands. And I mean, well, Cody, I, I mean, I guess technically we could say he's a SmackDown guy, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to challenge Roman Reigns. But Seth Rollins, and and I'll say this for Seth Rollins. Good for Seth Rollins uh, because he's going to feel important because when he was on stage two weeks ago, he really felt like an afterthought. <laughs> like he was there. And he just, I felt like Roman just shut him down every time he spoke. Uh, this time around, I think he's going to get some more, um, he's going to be able to say a little bit more and get some more uh, screen time. But uh, I don't see this being 30 minutes. I just think this is going to be a bigger deal. And I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Whilst I'm not sure that what it is going to be, I do think right. it's going to be a bigger deal. I think it's going to be match length and... Um, do you think we get the bloodline? I I definitely think that we get the bloodline. Then, then people think it is. I, I I'm also not sure. I mean, listen, there's a, there's another big difference between this and Royal Rumble, and that is that it's in another country. It's an international show, and they paid a lot of money for it, and it's and it's a big deal. And it's weird. So, I mean, on one hand, they may want to get in and out in three three and a half hours, but on the other hand, they went a long way. And they went to a different city. So either they're going to have to deliver something big and surprising, which could be in the show itself and doesn't need to involve the, the bloodline and or the Grayson Waller effect, or it could be the bloodline right. not involving the Grayson Waller. But do you think either way, do you think that maybe there'll be other matches that are dark matches that we don't see, but the crowd sees? I can see, I can see, oh, you said a dog match. I'm sorry. I was going to say a um, kickoff match. I can see a kickoff match, but I just don't know what it would be. Uh, but well, both, any combination kickoff matches matches the yeah, I think there'll be a kickoff. I think there'll be a kickoff. I just can't figure out. So 
I have judge. I see Judgment Day, right? They're going to be there. And I feel like everyone's performing except uh, Dominic and JD. Right. Maybe somehow, because there was the rumor, well, I say rumor, but there was, because uh, I just can't confirm it, right? But it was supposed to be Brock Lesnar against Dirty Dom, obviously, for obvious reasons that match is canceled. I, I can see somehow Dirty Dom who. Our truth seems to be the one that makes the most sense, or the Miz. I mean, that that seems mm-hmm. to be the, the program. Um, yeah, I can see our truth. Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, you know, you know, pre-show matches, they can really do anything. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Sheamus is talking about coming back. I don't think he comes back in in Perth, but why not? People like Sheamus. I mean, you know, it, it could be anything. Yeah. And there is a little bit of confusion. You know, Pete. You know, when when Sheamus left, yeah. Pete Dunne and Rich Holland were. His guys and now Rich Holland is down in NXT and Pete Dunne found and himself has with... no friends. Yeah, like no friends. Like he's getting he. I mean, he took out Gallus, but even so, when Gallus jumped him and no one came out and the camera just kept zooming yeah. on the entrance, like is anybody gonna help? Yeah, right. and, and and nobody cares. It's like he's losing his shit. He's the opposite of those vignettes. He doesn't want to be the evil one, um, but but he is. He, he <laughs> don't want to be himself. Uh, you, you know, it's another one of those. Anyway, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, but Pete Dunne has found himself a, a new old friend, uh, you know, and an, and an Englishman. And, you know, Seamus is an Irishman, and I know he's okay with Ridge and, and Pete, but that doesn't mean, or Butch, anyway. I don't know how he feels about Pete, and I certainly don't know how he feels about Tyrion Lannister, um, uh, Tyler Bay. But, um, was gonna, I was yeah. Say, wow, you know the whole name. <laughs> yeah, so, um. uh, so, okay, so let's go Judgment Day versus Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate for the Undisputed mm-hmm. Tag Team Champions. Who you got? Mm-hmm. Judgment Day is retaining. Uh, I, I think this match is going to be fantastic. I, I am a big fan of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Um, I'm happy Tyler Bate is on the main roster. But, yeah, Judgment Day is retaining. I see Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because the name New Catch Republic. I, I don't know when this happened. It became a thing. But um, I can tell you, not- it will not catch on. But it has new catch. I understand. It's going to be like you. New Balance. It's just going to be for for old fucks. New Balances are so comfortable, like mm-hmm. ginger ale. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Judgment Day is definitely retaining. I feel Judgment Day they, they they're going to keep the titles, and um, I feel like they're definitely trying to set up a program between Finn Balor, Damian Priest, with Awesome Truth. So yeah. Judgment Day retains. I agree. Judgment Day retains. I'm sure that Dominic and JD McDonough will make themselves be known here. Um, unlike yeah. you, I don't like Tyler Bay. I'm not happy to see him on the main roster. In fact, I would like him to learn how to swim with you in the Pacific uh, on his way to Australia and have to swim 7,000 miles and drown to the bottom of the sea. Uh, I have no interest in him. Done. He sucks. I have no interest in him. He looks like a dwarf. I'm, I'm, if I want to watch mini wrestling, I will watch mini wrestling. He's got that giant mole above his, his eye. He talks stupid. His hair is ugly. Uh, I, I don't like anything about him. Um, calls himself the big strong boy. It's stupid because he's small. Uh, and I don't care that he bounces off the middle ring to do a, a you know, funny little moves. Terrific. He can only, he does it. He can bounce off the middle rope because he's a midget, um, or a little person. So yes, judgment day retains. Next match we have is Rhea versus Nia Jax for the mm-hmm. WWE Women's Heavyweight Championship. Yes, Women's World Championship. Now, let me ask you real quick before I give a prediction. Do you think that would be the the, the match to end the card? Um, I think there's a pretty good chance of it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Think, I think so. Yes. 
Uh, I, I don't think that there's a big deal with the, 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 the contraptions. They have them on giant chains and they lower them and they raise them. And there's usually, you know, five to 10 minute breaks between the matches for all their promos and promotions anyway. So yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think it made events. I could see it just because Rhea is going to get that. She's going to get a monstrous reaction. Um, I mean, honestly, Rhea Ripley retains. I agree. Um, I, yeah, Rhea, Rhea retains. I, I really like what they have been doing with Nia Jax and just making her feel like a threat. Um, you know, I, I throw out a lot uh, that I wasn't the biggest fan of her in her first run. She just didn't do it for me, especially towards the end. It, it just seemed like the, the booking just uh, it just wasn't for me. But they have done a fantastic job um, booking her and making her feel like a threat and making it even there's people who do think Nia does beat Rhea Ripley. There are and that's, a lot of them. that's and that's, that's credit on how they have been booking Nia Jax, but Nia Jax is not walking out with the championship, not on that night. Rhea Ripley retains. I agree. I mean, I think that they're going to make her look strong. I think it's going to be a very hard-fought match. I think that, that uh, Ripley will not win in a dominant fashion, I'm sure convincing, but no. maybe something where it looks like she's dead and then she pulls something out, or you know, maybe Nia rips the top turnbuckle off and you know, Rhea moves and throws her head into it and some, something like that. But yeah, I agree. Rhea is going to win. They're, they're going to keep Nia as a credible, you know, threat. threat. I think they even, I think they even go as far as, and I know this is this is just a this is a jack prediction here. Mm-hmm. Rhea has to hit two. Um, rip ties on Nia Jack, and I think that would make her even look even stronger. Because I feel like they've done a fan. A, a, wow, I'm saying that word a lot, but they they've done a great job. <laughs> switch my words here, but I think they've done a great job on uh, protecting Rhea's finisher. I think so too. Um, she's had trouble putting people that size in the rip tie before, including Nia Jax, and there aren't that many people mm-hmm. her size. But she had trouble with Piper Niven and. Uh, and, and the f- few others that are, you know, even close to that size. So uh, Nia's going to have to help her with that. But I, I agree that they've been booking Nia very strong. But I think some of it also has to do with her. I think that, I think that yes. some people, when they get fired and when they think that they're going to have lots of opportunities and they don't have lots of opportunities, that it humbles them. And they, and they and I think that she's put the work in. I think her attitude is she's less entitled now, but she's playing the role of someone that's – now she's acting. And I mean acting like in the like an actor, like a thespian case, as opposed to a snob. She's acting like she's entitled and and a, and a badass. Where before, I think she really thought that it was just going to come to her. And and everyone's saying that she's she's lost a lot of weight and she's she has lost some, but she's still you know. I, I think it's I think it's more her work ethic. I think she's put the work in. She's she's handling her yes. weight better. And you know, I, I agree with everything you said. So the women's elimination chamber. Pretty good roster in there. We got uh, big time Bex, mm-hmm. of course. We have the EST, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, you know, sort of making a, a sort of surprise comeback from her yeah. autoimmune disease that, that caused like the sort of high V rashes. Uh, but, you know, she came back. They made her look, frankly, what I thought Jay Cargill was going to do in the Royal Rumble. They had, without winning, they, they had Raquel do in, in this Royal Rumble, or not Royal Rumble, but Battle Royal and win it. Um, yes. Tiffany Stratton, who is a star on the rise, is in there. And, uh, you know, Naomi, Trinity Fatu, Naomi. former Impact uh, Knockouts champion, in there also. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I think it's going to be Becky. I thought Becky was going to win, win the Royal Rumble. I was wrong, but most people thought Bailey, or at least half the people thought Bailey. They were right. I know everyone's saying mm-hmm. it's too predictable, but I mean, it's not like WWE's leaned at, away from predictable. I mean, it, yeah. it was either going to be Punk or or Cody to win the Cody. Royal Rumble. It was either going to be Becky yeah. or Bailey to win uh, win the Rumble, and and you know. You know, people. You know, at least fifty percent of the people guess Cody and and Bailey. So I, I don't know. Yeah, probably more. Um, so I still mm-hmm. think it's going to be Becky. I think Becky versus Rhea is the money match. It's not necessarily the match that I think is money, but I think it's the best for for business. I'm more invested mm-hmm. in in. You know, I, I mean, it's probably too soon for Tiffany. I mean, I'll quote myself. Nobody comes up from NXT and gets right into a, a major match in, in. Holy hell! You said that. Yeah, in, in WrestleMania, I mean the one exception might be the the perfect fusion when they created a, a clone child of Carmella and Charlotte and and turned her into a builder wrestler. That that could be the one exception, but I don't think so. Uh, and it's definitely not going to be Liv. It's not going to be Raquel. She's still people like Raquel. They want to like Raquel, but she she doesn't know how to talk. She 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 doesn't have a character. Like she needs to, she needs to figure it out. So I don't know. I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going with Becky. I agree with you, um, Becky. But I did want to add a little bit of uh, uh, seasoning here with this, right? Yeah, you mentioned it. You, bring the spice. Yeah, bring the bring the spice. All right, spice ice. But Tiffany, I think, is going to have a great showing here. Um, this is her, uh, with the exception of the Royal Rumble, right? This is her first PLE, and I, I could see her having a moment. I remember last year, the Elimination Chamber, you had Montez Ford. He's a tag team wrestler, but he was in the United States um, Championship Elimination. And I think he had a nice showing. I would have liked to see a little bit more. But nonetheless, I think Tiffany, because you're looking at these women, right? The, the audience know who Liv is. They know who Naomi also, too. I mean, this is a big return for her. Um, Raquel, but Tiffany, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking more about Tiffany. Or I'm putting the magnifier on Tiffany because she's new to the roster, She's what twenty three, twenty four. I mean, uh, she's younger than me. I mean, she makes me say, "Man, I remember when I was in my 20s. I think they're all but, younger than you, Ron. Well, no, I think me and Naomi are like the same age. Oh, okay. Um, and Becky too. I think we're all in our thirties. Um, and Bianca. Becky, I think is thirty six. Yeah, I'll be thirty six this year, my guy. Oh, I thought you were uh, already thirty six. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, it, it, I, I fool everyone. <laughs> Well, it's because of that great skincare program that you have. Thank you. <laughs> but I see Tiffany having a great show. But Becky is going over. Um, you were saying the money match. I was getting ready to ask you that because um, what do you think was the money match? But you was going to say Tiffany. I, I, I can see why people would think Bianca against Rhea because it feel like they wanted to do that. But I don't think they have to do that right away. And also, too, with Becky, she's been getting Rhea's face saying, hey, listen, hold that title for now. But I'm see you at WrestleMania, and I'm taking that title. I, I feel like they've made it, like you mentioned about predictability, and I think they made it really predictable. But I also go predict uh, things being predictable for me personally. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes I do want to be shocked and be like, oh shoot, I didn't expect that. I do, but I also don't want to just be shocked to be shocked because like sometimes that just don't work for me. Well, that don't work for me, brother. The thing with the predictability is is that they mm-hmm. not only did it on. Um, the shows, the, the weekly television shows, but they also did it on the WrestleMania media event. And that was a big, yeah. Platform. So that's, that's too much big stage off, ca- you know, off regular WWE programming promotion 
for it to go nowhere. That I mean, that would that would have been that's a giant waste of 14 million people watching and 200 million whatever plus at this point social media impressions, whatever that means. Um, but a lot of people saw that, and for a lot of people to mm-hmm. have seen it and not not to end up being, you know, for the people who say there's not a casual fan base. Well, almost 14 million people watched that Peacock event live, so. There, there, there is a casual fan base out there, and you know nobody knew that The Rock was going to be there and play a prominent yeah. role. So, um, you know, so th- there are casuals there. It just, it just takes you know a certain type of atmosphere to get them. And so, anyway, I think that I think in this case, while it's predictable, it's also delivering what you've been promising, what you've been hyping, what you've been teasing. I think it'd be almost irresponsible not to. Which brings us to the men's, which also people are saying predictable. Now, this is really a, a who's who. This is th- th- these are all all stars right now. I mean, yeah, the women's one. I mean, I might think Tiffany will be a, an all star one day, but she's not yet. Uh, some people think Liv is. I don't. Raquel Rodriguez definitely not an all star yet. Might be one day. Some people think Trinity's an all star. I think she's a mid carder. I got into a little argument with some people about that, but whatever it is. You know, I don't think anyone can say, I mean, Bianca and Becky are, you know, top tier, you know, main eventers mm-hmm. right now. But in the men's, you have all all-stars, in my opinion. You got uh, almighty Bobby Lashley, my guy, the mm-hmm. megastar L.A. Knight, everybody's game. Uh-huh. That's right. You got the, the, the Viper, the legend killer, Randy Orton, um, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, of course, um, Kevin Owens, um, and... You know, the Logan, social Logan. media phenomena, Logan Paul, who's also the U.S. champion. Um, yeah. I, you know, every, the conventional wisdom is that Drew is going to win. There's, you know, talk that he hasn't re-signed a contract yet. I sort of think he has. There's too much noise about it uh, that he hasn't signed to for me to believe that that's true. He's been killing it. Um, yeah. Seth hasn't. So I'm going to go with predictable again. I, I, I think that... KO and Logan Paul cancel each other out and they finish their little rivalry at WrestleMania where Kevin Owen finally gets the U.S. championship from Logan Paul. I don't think it's going to be L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul. I think AJ Styles somehow gets involved in this thing some way, shape, or form and distracts L.A. Knight. I think there's a pretty good chance that the, what do they call themselves, the, the last testament or the final testament, you know, mm-hmm. maybe do a beat I down. Call them the last prayer. Whatever they are, I think maybe they do a beatdown of Lashley, you know, before the match, something that's pre-recorded. But you know, it acts like Lashley's coming out after that, and you know, and maybe that's that protects him. Um, Orton mm. doesn't need protecting, uh, you know, and I, and I think that accounts for everyone. So Drew, you know, you know, and I and I've always thought that this the Mania main event will be. Drew McIntyre versus whoever the champion is. So it's Seth Rollins at this point. Um, and I do think that Damian Priest with a cash-in attempt will play some role in, in the WrestleMania night one uh, men's main event anyway. So I'm going with... Uh, that's going to be... That's a long way of saying I'm, I'm going with Drew. No, I think you said some uh, some great things, and I don't mean even just to agree to agree with you because, I mean, this is a wrestling podcast and people don't want to see people agree, but I agree with you, though. I mean... I. I to, to, to pinpoint some of the smart things that you said, you mentioned L.A. Knight. I was sitting there thinking L.A. Knight and Logan Paul, something's going to happen where they cancel each other out and we're going to have Logan, uh, L.A. Knight and Logan Paul. Because I can see L.A. Knight taking that championship 
away from uh, Logan Paul. And then when he was talking a little bit more, I said, oh, maybe we'll get a triple threat until you mentioned AJ Styles. And for me, when LA Knight won the qualifying match, he beat Ivar. I said, why didn't AJ do anything? Like, this dude cost you. Like, do something. Step on his shoes. Right. Leave his refrigerator open. Something. And the other but part I like- of it is, mm-hmm. you know, you, AJ, you know, you thought maybe he was going to have a program with his old friends, the OC. And, and and it's not that he can't, but we saw them on NXT this week. You know, like it looks like they're going to be relegated to NXT for the next, you know, couple of months. So, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of tells me that AJ's not going to have, you know, maybe – the, the match against Carl Anderson might have been taped last week in the air this Friday night. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I don't really care either. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but you know, so AJ needs to do something at WrestleMania. Well, a grudge match against LA Knight seems like, he seems like that that's about the right place to settle, settle that one. And then LA Knight can be, you know, can move on to something else, whatever it is. Anyway, you know, I... I, I, you know, whenever I get too clever from for for booking, you know, people always say they're they're not that smart or you're missing certain things, and they're usually right. I mean, I, I don't have every now and then I have a great prediction record, but over the course of time, I don't have a phenomenal prediction record. But you know, I'll say, yeah, but I, I you know, but yeah, but I I agree with you. I see Drew uh, uh, winning this, and it does make me wonder what's going on. But I, what's the beauty about this is you kind of have an idea about what mania might look like. So we even were seeing what Becky, we both said Becky's going to win. I, it makes me wonder what's going to happen for Bianca. Um, Cause you know, they're going to have her on the card. Um, I, I don't know about the other women. And then when I'm looking at the guys, I'm saying, I see Drew, you're going to have Randy. You got to have Logan Paul. He's the United States champion. Um, uh, uh, you know, like it, it, there's so many things about this, but uh yeah, that's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Elimination Chamber looks like. Wild card. Do you think that we're going to see any returns or surprises? Do you think that we're going to see Jade Cargill in some – even if she's not in action in some capacity? I mean, I can't imagine that they didn't fly her down there and they're not going to try to show her off uh, to the local press and, and that she won't have some presence there. I mean, do you, do you, do you see any surprises, any new arrivals or anyone featured prominently like a Jade Cargill or, you know, but, but it could be anybody. I, I would love to see Jade Cargill, uh, but I don't see it. Um, when you were saying it in my head, I was like, maybe she like, like, not even like in the audience, like in the skybox watching or in the front row, watching the women's match. I, I, as of this recording, no, I don't. I just don't. I definitely, do. I, I, I definitely see that she's going to have some role on the show. Oh, I don't it? think she's going to get involved necessarily in anything, mm-hmm. but I think that they'll like she'll be in a luxury box. You know, the you'll see her sitting with like you know Triple H, and you know there'll be Nick Khan. There'll be someone like from the you know the the. Perth Australian Tourism mm-hmm. Committee, oh. someone from the Stadium Committee, some local, you know, a couple local, you know, foot, you know, maybe Pat McAfee or someone will be up there. I don't know. I just think that they'll have her there in like some sort of star. So, you know, whatever the, you know, the Jelly Roll or whoever the, the, the you know, musical Post Malone, whoever they bring out there, you know. You know <laughs> Post and, Malone? And she'll be, well, he, isn't he like a character in the in 2K? No, he sings a song for 2K. No, I think he's a playable character also. Is he? Okay, I, I, then, I, then that's the first that's going to be funny. that's my first match. That's my first match. Cuz listen, until a couple of years ago, I thought Post Malone was just the era of the Utah Jazz after Carl Malone left. 
So, I mean, I, bl- I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm, I'm no Post Malone expert here. Um, but I mean, I know he does Hooks song. So that's, you know, that's sort of funny that they sort of stole, you know, that. You know, it's a little funny. Um, I chuckled. And, yeah. And so, okay. So uh, uh, you say no, Jade Cargill being shown, depicted in some way. I say yes. Do you do you think anyone like do you see any surprises there like uh, Ilya Dragunov like, is there? I mean, so- oh, that would be so cool. Um, I don't see Dragunov, and I know you just thrown out a name for me Ooh, just no. to give me. Some- <laughs> yeah, um, do I see anybody out there? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, Okada. anything is okay. Yeah, no, Okada's going to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have Forbidden Door Five, and Tony right. Khan's about to have a meltdown on Twitter. That's right. um, but no, any surprises? I can't think of anything on top of my head. So no, I don't. I don't see any kind of surprise. I think we're just going to get a straightforward pay per view and um, three and a half and, four uh, hours and done. Oh my god! I was when Thank I was doing AW when I was doing the AW review show. One of them said, uh, "You know, it's on the recording, so I'm not talking trash here." But um, one of them said, "What's why well, have four matches?" I was like, "Yeah, I'd rather go through four matches than fifteen matches." Mm-hmm. Just personally, I mean, enjoy what you enjoy, guys. Listening, uh, I ain't trying to step on no toes, but enjoy what you want. But I, I'd rather have uh, four or five matches than fifteen matches, and I'm going to bed at two in the morning. Well, I, I think, like sleep, guys. I think the women's match is going to be about twenty minutes. I think that the mm-hmm. tag team match may go a full twenty-five, thirty minutes. I think each of the yeah. elimination chamber matches will probably go close to an hour, maybe a little bit more. And as I said, yeah. I do think the Grayson Waller effect will be longer than people think it is. Like, closer to a half hour than 10 minutes with more people than you think. Sort of like the end of SmackDown. I, I don't know if it'll be a full half hour or whatever, but I, I think it's going to go longer and something that they replay mercil- mercilessly during, during you know, what, what should be commercials or in-between matches or whatever the case might be. Anyway. That'd be interesting. Um, but you ain't, but I think we could both just sit here and say, could I... Try to say, yeah, I'll get up five in the morning, but I, I don't think I'm going to be doing that on a Saturday. You're not doing that, right? Uh, I'm not going to rule it out. And the reason is because we are we do have planned Saturday night. Um, so I may do it and take a nap. But, no, more likely I will just wake up when I wake up. And I'll probably just watch it in the afternoon. I mean, that's the nice thing about Peacock. Uh, you, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's basically on demand. And you can also... Fast forward a little bit, and while I don't know how long the breaks are going to be, I'm pretty sure that if I fast forward three or four minutes, I ain't going to miss anything important. Um, so, right. you know, in between the in between matches. So, all right, anything else that we need to cover this week? Otherwise, no. Yeah. I think I think we nailed it, man. I mean, we talked a little bit of NXT. We talked about the AEW stuff. I know you uh, uh, brought up some of the stuff about the injuries and everything. No, I mean, you did a fantastic job leading. So I'm just, I'm just here for, uh, I'm the backup singer. You just hear the look good on the audio podcast. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, where, where can they find you if you want to be found? Hopefully not on the milk carton, but, uh, you can find me on, on popular review. <clears throat> this is I supposed to get my plug voice going. You can catch me on Popular Review. You can catch me on Tuesdays. I do the NXT review show right after NXT go off the air with the wrestling doll. Right now for UPR Entertainment, we are reviewing Superman and Lois. We're on episode, I think, five. We're on five now. We're reviewing season three. We're getting ready to go into season four when it comes out. And you can catch me for the Big Pop Theory podcast. It's an audio podcast with myself and one Shay Sawyer. We talk about the week of wrestling, 
Um, we usually record on a Sunday. We air it on Monday. But this weekend, I got some friends. Um, I grew up with them for many years. These are people that like me. I don't know why, but they like me. Mm. But I said, hey, you know, there's this pay-per-view. You want to review it? They said, yeah, so we're going to have a live stream. So just join in. It's called the Big Pop Theory Podcast. I think it's 23 underscore. It's underscore 23. It's on YouTube. Just look. If you, if you see a floating man in space, that's, that's us. Okay. Very exciting stuff. That's great. And by the way, between uh, Bad Guy and Shay, there's a lot of Sam and Diane tension there. I'm telling you, folks. You, you got you to gotta experience it. Um, where can you find me if you're listening to the show and you don't know it by now? You're a jerk. Um, but on <laughs> X, you can find me at IcarusFellMD. Uh, you certainly should be subscribing and listening to Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Uh, you can also find me on Unpopular Review as well. Also on Facebook under my name, Jeff Lipman. I rarely uh, actually say my name, which is sort of Broadcasting 101. At least Steve says our, our first names. Um, but I, I, I think that's about it, though. Uh, there's a show that I'm loosely affiliated with called The Power or Normal Guys. And I, I, I'm like a recurring feature as the paranormal attorney. Um, and ever since I did a pre-recorded show with them, uh, they got picked up by a radio station in Atlanta, a radio station and a TV station in Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, and they just got signed to radio stations in Denver and San Francisco. And the first show they dropped on the radio station was the recorded show with me as the paranormal lawyer. And the subject was, what are the legalities if you shoot and or kill a Bigfoot? Um, so I tried to take it pretty seriously. And so we, we did that. And I think it was actually kind of pretty good. And so we're going to so, you know, it's, again, the para or normal guys with a G. They're part of, like, the misfits. They have the gridiron gangs, which is sports, and uh, a couple other, like, I think the, a couple of other versions. But you can find the para or normal guys. You may want to check that show out. And, and you know, just subscribe so you can see ones where the paranormal attorney is featured. Because we're going to cover things like, well, it's their ideas. Uh, you know, what if a realtor sells you a house that's haunted? Um you know, stuff, stuff like that. I'll scream. Yeah, exactly. You'd scream. You know, what, what if the realtor is, is a ghost face from scream? So I, I don't know. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to, that, that was a good plug. Yeah. I'm going to have to be ready for it. Uh, watch us. They, they, they call me tomorrow and say, yeah, we don't need you. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, it's yet another part-time job of mine where I have, where I don't get paid. So there'll be a garden views this week with, uh, Charlie JP Bennett, who's a jurist and LLM, uh, attorney in space and international law is going to be talking about the EU space policy and the question of dual use, dual use. What's that? You ask, listen to the show. I'll give you a hint. It's what is the peaceful use of space but, you know, if you have a laser beam or you have a police officer with a taser or a side sidearm, is that military use or is that just part of protecting and serving? So what is what's the, the question of dual use in space? This past week on uh, Garden Views, I had a paranormal investigator. Uh, and this coming week, I haven't decided which I'm going to drop. It's probably going to be the one on Shintoism. There's a off chance it'll be uh, the one on the Olmecs. And in the future, I've got episodes one with our very own See the Superior from Unpopular View Entertainment, our werewolves. Ooh. We did a hell of a job. And I have one of uh, a woman who discovered her past lives through hypnosis and regression therapies. And it turns out she was a princess of Lemuria who was imprisoned on Atlantis until the day she died. Uh, so we're going to hear about her story as well. And uh, this week I'm talking to Gary Wayne, who those of you who are in the 
uh, Christian sort of revelation, the end of days is coming unless uh, camp. You've heard of him. Giants are real and stuff like that. He's been on the show a couple of times. He's, he's a, nice. he's a fun guest. So, so a lot of exciting things happen in the garden and, and elsewhere. And that was really too long to plug. So with that, I'm going to use my catchphrase of stable, my friends. I don't have a cool catchphrase yet, but bye. Bye. <laughs>